Cod Moth. Today we bask in the light of mustachio greatness. This is a really odd episode for me. The first reason is because we're covering a James Bond film and I now I have to admit that I don't really know much about James the James Bond film series. And second, we are honoring the entertainer that has been performing in Las Vegas for more than 60 years. Yes, we are honoring Wayne Newton. Like, who would have thought Wayne Newton would ever be featured on this show? And it may be a mustache similar to the baby from Adam's Family Values, but it's still a mustache, damn it. And he sported it, kind of thin-lipped mustache here and there throughout his career. So yesterday, we are covering 1989's License to Kill. It's considered a darker, grittier Bond film. And to be honest, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so let's get this sweet... A Donka Shane to let's give yeah let's give a sweet Donka Shane to Scuba Gear, Spear Guns and Money Money Laundering Colts and get this show on the road now play that shit theme song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, oh I'm sorry I'm just seeing like. Wayne Newton is baby Raul Julia. <laughs> I know it's weird. I can't, I can't get it out of my head now. <laughs> oh man. All right, what is up, everyone? This is your host of the Mustachio Podcast, Yo Daniel Segura, and today I am not alone. I know uh, last uh, last week y'all had a uh, we had a little solo cello. It was a good time, and actually, this movie is kind of in a similar type of topic, um, dealing with uh, drug stuff and all that cool things. Uh, <laughs> I'm not speaking English, but anyway, I have a guest today. He is a comic book writer and a podcast guester. Y'all know him pretty well. He was in the episode from The Fog, and he's been on a ton of other podcasts. His name is Matt Anderson. How is it going, Matt? Oh, it's going great. Thank you for having me back. Hell yeah, dude. I'm glad uh, to have you here, man. You're going to be like my Yoda. I, I, I feel like after your uh, episode from last week and this one, I just want to keep yelling, winners don't use drugs. Winners don't use <laughs> drugs. I know. This is It's such like... 1980s like apparently columbia is like the worst place in the world like the yeah, source of all apparently. of the problems maybe i don't know but uh yeah, yeah. it's it is interesting um how it, you know it's it's weird like it, it was drugs were super huge in the 80s especially cocaine yep. and it definitely showed its reflection on on american cinema and even, uh, I guess, British cinema. Yeah, international. <laughs> Internationally. Yeah. And uh, is this is this one of the... Well, first, first let's yeah. start off with the fact that what what made you want to... You know a, lo a good amount about Bond. I don't, I'm, I'm sure you do know a pretty good amount about James Bond just because yes. I know you. Yeah. But what made you pick uh, License to Kill necessarily? Okay. So <laughs> thinking about the James Bond movies and thinking about your show, uh, there was no like easy or natural way to get a James Bond movie onto your show. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. obviously Bond doesn't have a mustache. Always clean. Always yep. super clean cut. Right. Um, and then when, you know, on the rare occasion where they give him a little facial hair to like show that like time has passed, you know, yeah. um, it's like, it's, it's, yeah. It, I mean, it's not the same. Right. It exactly. just doesn't feel it's, it's right. Not, it feels forced. And, I, you know, honestly, like, I, I was trying to, like, I was going through my memory of, like, all of the different, even his villains, and I, I think they've all been pretty clean-shaven. You know, I mean, think about, like, the most notorious, Blofeld is totally bald, you know, like... 
Just um, nothing, like a baby. Right. And, you know, I, and I, and then I remembered that Wayne Newton was in this movie. <laughs> Dude, that's, you know, and that's how I know you're really deep into the lore. Yeah. For you to think, because I kept thinking as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, when's Wayne Newton? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> it, it, it's it what's a little bit. weird about it is it's like, you wonder why he did this because it's like, it, it's, it's not like a cameo, like, whoa, it's Wayne Newton. It's definitely a role. It's not a flattering role, but it's not a big role either. So it's like, yeah. like but uh, uh, maybe yeah. he just, I think it could have been one of those vacation things. Maybe he just was like, hey, go on a nice little trip. It, yes, yeah. <laughs> and so now I also, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the James Bond movies, and I've always had a soft spot for. This movie, License to Kill, um, Timothy Dalton, who plays James Bond in this movie, yeah. is my favorite James Bond. Um, okay, I was going to ask you that. And okay. it's been, and and that has been pretty consistent, you know, ever since, um, you know, I started watching the movies. And one of, the, you know, he only did two. He did uh, the, this was his second and last, and previous to this, he did uh, The Living Daylights. Um, so he came just after Roger Moore, that, that era, which ended up being very slapstick by the end of it. It was, you know, Roger Moore was comically old, had like multiple chins, um, and, and <laughs> he was, was really just not cruising through the move. <laughs> they, in View to a Kill, the last Roger Moore movie, he skis down like a mountain and they play David Lee Roth's cover of California Girls. Oh, like, wow. In the movie. And you're like, okay, well this isn't i mean it's i guess it's fine like whatever yeah. <laughs> but like it's not we're just gonna go full cartoon at yeah point, they, yeah. they were full cartoon so um that I think, explains the reaction to this apparently being a darker yes kind of grittier kind of bond so when when timothy dalton took over he had a couple requests basically um in order to do it, which was kind of going back to the source material, the, the Ian Fleming novels in tone. Um, and to his credit, you know, he looked at it like not to look down upon what Roger Moore had been doing, but just that that's not the actor he was. He was not going to pull off that kind of tongue in cheek stuff. He's, he's a lot more intense. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He like I, hardly smiles. <laughs> no, well, and see, and especially this one. So, what I think is, is interesting is when I when I found this movie, and and again, to a lesser extent, The Living Daylights, the one before. Like, I was immediately hooked. Like, I I loved his portrayal, and yeah. it was not a popular opinion in terms of like. Um, as we've talked about before, like uh, on your show, like I worked in a video store, so I had lots of conversations with people about movies. This isn't so because you would really think that, like, in being in high school, how many James Bond related conversations would one person have? Usually, probably not many. Or you dads? Yeah, I, I was pretty pretty awesome with like the guys that like were kind of like still trying to prove they were cool to a teenager. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I also, yeah. uh, but I also had their account history, so I knew everything they rented. So like, exactly. I, I kind of had, you know, I, I had the blackmail material too, I guess. Like, so they had, <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't swipe. But like, 
But they all, like, anytime I said that, like, Timothy Dalton was my favorite, and at when this opinion formed, um, so we're talking, you know, again, late 90s, so Pierce Brosnan is in the role. I think he's probably in his, like, third movie in the role, so that's kind of, that's where we're at when, like, I'm, oh, okay. when I'm advocating, like, this is, you know, these are really good, like, good spy movies, good action movies. And, and at that point it was kind of a punchline era. It la- you know, it lasted two movies. So that already kind of made it feel like a failure. Yeah. Um, you, you also know. like it has that eighties. Yeah. I haven't seen the one before, but I'm sure it, it kind of might have a similar type. He helps the bit. Taliban much like in Rambo three. So that oh, is a little sorry? rough. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a great double feature actually living daylights and uh, Rambo three because James Bond and John Rambo help the Taliban against the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> that is, now I kind of feel like I have to see that one. Yeah, I, you know, I almost I was trying to, but I, I can't think of like there's no mustache. I mean, no, At least not no a significant. One of, yeah, not yeah. not of significance. Um, Which we have, you know, we have put that aside on the show before, where we just honored various stashes, right? Uh, but I do like the ideas. I prefer to be able to highlight somebody. So right, I feel you. Yeah, so, and and one of the things about it, it's like, you know, again, Roger Moore, I guess, was at the time the longest running person in the role, the most successful, I guess, once again, when you're thinking, like, he defined it for a generation, much like Connery before him. And then Pierce Brosnan, you know, when Goldeneye came out, especially with, like, the N64 game, like, it yeah, kind it of... blew it, up. Yeah, exactly. So Dalton, for a long time, was kind of this weird footnote, was like the, the guy that was the placeholder. Yeah. And um, around the time that Casino Royale, the first Daniel Craig one, came out, when they finally did, like, the, okay, we're rebooting, you know, we're we're going to do kind of the grittier thing, um, I I feel like the, the two Dalton movies got a little bit of a boost in that because what felt like a total reinvention of the character on screen with the Daniel Craig movies, um, had a little bit, uh, you know, ha- had a little, a little bit, bit of inspiration. Or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Craig's still doing his own thing, and I mean, those are their own things, but it wasn't as, I think, drastic as maybe people would think it would be. Um, yeah. So. And, and even honestly, like, looking at Timothy Dalton, like, you know, he's got a good look to him, but his his whole energy kind of vibes more with a bad guy or a villain than a hero. And that might also be something that's a little bit different because Bond normally has this natural look to him where you just know he's the good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's very much, he's more conflicting. I don't know if it's his power brows. It's something. Yeah. Well, his, his features are super sharp. They're like very, um, I mean, and he has played villains before, right? Yeah, like, in The Rocketeer, which yeah. he has a, a good stash in that, actually. He's yeah, secret, he's a real he's, dickhead. In that he's one. a secret Nazi. Yeah, like, That's right. you know, and, and see, and the, one of the things, you know, I mean, I know he's had a great career, but he's one of those actors that I always feel like has never gotten his, like, due. Like, yeah, he's right. fantastic. Like, he is, um, I, I, I can't think of... He's one of those guys that you can he can be in the worst movie in the world and you know he will still bring it bring it yeah yeah, it, yeah. You know. he um I just 
just barely, um, just recently started catching up with the Doom Patrol. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, yes. He's awesome yeah, in that. And he's, uh, I'm maybe only like four or five episodes in, but then the episodes that he's in, he's he's really, yeah. really good. He yes. just has a, a good way of kind of balancing out that kind of mysteriousness that you need for that character, but also the fierceness. And yeah. I don't know. It's all good stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Every time I've seen him on screen, you're right. He's, he's always, you always notice him for sure. Um, he's got a really good delivery. Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Abigail. We're sisters. And we believe in ghosts. Welcome to Supernatural Sisters, a podcast all about ghostly encounters, bone-chilling monsters, and basically anything that goes bump in the night. Each week, we talk about a haunted place, a legendary monster, or a story that sends shivers down our spine. And maybe we'll talk about the pottery scene from Ghost. He's not a ghost in that scene. There are other parts of that movie where he's a ghost. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And remember, we, we believe, believe you. you. So one of the things, you know, and again, thinking about this movie in particular, I also think it's one of the ones that, as you you and I have kind of talked, you know, off recording about how, yeah, you're not that familiar with this series. Um, Definitely not. So this one actually is, in a weird way, kind of one of the best ones because it, it is in so many ways so different that it is easy to contrast it against what has come before and, and after, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it makes it easier to, it, it kind of makes it easier to talk about as both like a standalone movie. Cause you're not, it's, there's yeah. lore, I guess there's series lore that is in it. I mean, obviously kind of the main, thrust yeah, like of there the was mission. some stuff happening where I'm like, I bet people that know the James right. Bond movies know who this guy is. Like they don't introduce themselves because yeah. you're just supposed to know. Right. Um, exactly. I ran into that here and there, but um, I was able to keep up with it. And it's the fact that there's not really a, really this movie is kind of like James Bond is, is, is doing his own thing. Yeah. He's it's, like it, rogue. So there's not a lot of, you know, the agency stuff. So, or whatever, you know, I, I, I said in, in, writing my notes and stuff and i was thinking like okay i want to try and keep this like self-contained to this podcast i don't want to talk about the grind bin because i feel like we're always you know like every time i show up on something i am um but this is this is uh timothy bronson basically or james bronson it's not james bond it's death wish james bond yeah because i was gonna say you could kind of make this not a bond movie and still make it work right you would have to write some things a little different but you could just come up with some other secret and, agent <laughs> yeah and there's kind of a you know like a production um a reason for it um in the sense that this was the first and not this was the first one the first of all the james bond movies that was not based on any uh ian fleming source material so that's right. It just kind of took like a. I think I read it just th- took a little. There was a here couple there, right? things from the novel "Live and Let Die." Yeah. Um, but beyond that, this was an original. So there's a kind of. It would make sense that this one, in a lot of ways, it feels like this was the James Bond franchise going. Okay, '80s action movies. We see what you're doing. So let's now, let let's put james bond in one of those um, yeah like like the the books maybe weren't lending themselves to those kind of action movies right. at the time and so they were like you know what let's just take a little bit and yeah. sprinkle and then we'll pretty much write a 80s 
dope right. ass action well, movie. And, and, and what's funny is um, <laughs> I actually just read um, a couple weeks ago. I I read Live and Let Die, the novel. I, I um, I'd read a lot of the Ian Fleming stuff, but when we s- scheduled this, you know, I knew that there was elements taken from it. So I was like, you know what? This is a good reason. You know, the the Ian Fleming novels run barely over 200 pages they're very fast reads so i was like i'm gonna sit down and read it to see exactly you know the elements they lift and all that and wow is that a racist book oh is it okay (laughs) um so it's It's always weird when you run into that it's a british um author Mm -hmm. at the height of the cold war um putting his um main character in harlem so really? yeah it's a little uh, <laughs> weird i was reading it and i'm you know and you get those moments where again and as a modern reader you know you're just like oh like i it's, crazy. It, it, it's conflicting because yeah. you know you can't you, you can't go back and change things but at the same time it's like how do you then like you know, you read it, you go like immediately, like, oh, well, I'm never recommending this to anyone. Like, I just, yeah. like, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but so it was very, um, it was very interesting though, because I feel like um, while the Ian Fleming writing in, you know, in the height of the Cold War about, like, you know, and it take pla- takes place in, like, Jamaica and then Harlem and all this stuff. And it's, again, uncomfortable, like... Um, Just a lot of stereotypes and... Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, things Cha- like that, yeah. Ch- chapter three, and, I, and I'm going to... I'll, I'll edit, obviously. Uh, chapter three or four is called N-Word Heaven. That's the name of the chapter. Okay. And you're just wow. like, huh. So I, and thankfully I checked it out from the library, although I think that gives me more of a record. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah you, you were technically just doing research, I was, yeah, so, yeah. But like, you know. but it's interesting though, because like, and, and, and what, one of the things I have to say is, you know, for all of the stereotypes that the Bond movies have kind of created for themselves, deservedly so like in terms of like okay this is you know the girl instantly falls for him you know all all of that stuff like i think there are elements you know within the movies and 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 in particular the two dalton movies and and i think this came from dalton that he was he tried to create a standard that um treated things with a little bit more um if not respect, like just like a lighter touch in terms of like not painting in these really broad brushes of like, okay, you know, this guy's clearly um, the, you know, he's so comedically over the top and stereotypical that like, um, I'm trying to think of how to say it. Like uh, Sid Haig, uh, or yeah, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sid Haig played, um, in in diamonds are forever he was one of the henchmen and in in the novel it's pretty clear that like or in the novel it's explicit that like he is gay mm-hmm. him and his uh the the henchmen like they're a duo like the yeah the two that are together yeah and in in the movie of course because of the movie at the time like they couldn't um express you know explicitly say that so they did the 
big kind of like um, theatrical kind of moves with the, the character. You know, like the, it yeah, was yeah. it was the way. And and I and I feel like you know one you know thing that we see like in this movie is. Um, I feel like we kind of steered clear of a lot of that stuff and there was so many opportunities for it that yeah. um it was a well, relief yeah. it was a relief after reading the Yeah, no, I was going to say um with you saying all that I was I was going to say yeah, I didn't really don't really run into a lot of that stuff. Everybody is sort of um treating each other in a way where it's like you know, even when they're fighting and during fight scenes when you would expect someone to say some kind of like messed up stuff or something below the belt no one really says anything like that in fact um that's one thing i'll say is the fight scenes in in this movie are super fun and sometimes almost comedic in a few instances yeah, yes like, yes uh, there's a bar fight where a guy <laughs> uses a spearfish to try yep. to stab james bond <laughs> yeah he uses a carcass of a spearfish right it was it was mounted uh, on the wall you know yeah and uh, just to um, summarize, yeah. basically, to summarize what this movie to me, this movie is basically it's a it's a like you said, very Bronson esque um, reve revenge flick. Mm -hmm. Close friend of Bond's uh, gets well, he he gets extremely injured. His unfortunately, his his wife is murdered in a very horrible way. Yes. And Bond is on a goddamn mission from God. Yeah. <laughs> this oh, guy dude, goes. He is. <laughs> Like apes it, and that is the thing that I love. Uh, like you, as soon as Dalton like stumbles upon like the aftermath of, like finds the body of the wife and then the you know injured you know like the look on his face turns and it's like it does not change until he's done with he he is nothing is stopping him and it's it's like a terminator role at that point like yeah he took that he took it to that direction where he is just a man on a mission and it you're right like it's not until the end where he seems like oh look he he can be you know a little happy yeah. but i do really so um tell me this do all the bond movies open up with like a like a big opening sequence and then go into like a yes. long song <laughs> okay. yeah oh yeah yeah so that's kind of a tradition for them they have the okay, pre-credit cool. pre sequence and then they have the like elaborate title sequence and theme song it's fun i, I really liked it i i think this one's gladys knight maybe it is yeah like, it's gladys okay. knight um now some sometimes they have something to do like the pre-credit sequence has something to do with the larger plot sometimes they don't just kind of depends on the movie um in this case it very expressly has to do with the plot um oh yeah big time it's a really cool opening scene it's, it's, it's so much awesome. going on yes <laughs> yes and i also love the fact that the first time you see bond uh, the first time you see <laughs> timothy dalton he's just sandwiched in the car yes. <laughs> in the back of a car that see that's one of the things i love like because i i feel like it is perfectly understated right like yeah he's just he's living like an everyday life situation like he's he, being like a normal person yeah he's the he's the best man for felix for his uh, buddy felix felix lighter's wedding now in the seer in the novels and in the movie felix is he's in a lot of them and uh, not uh, not oh, all of them okay. so they go way back yes um, okay because that's what the movie is right. selling but you don't really don't see that 
chemistry too much. Right. Um, so so I that's that was another one of those things where I was like, okay, they must have some kind of relationship. Right. So that was the, one of the things that I, I actually kind of upon watching it this time that I realized that I, you know, it's kind of the obviously the nature I, you know, with the way people, especially pre-internet, like I don't think um, studios were always so um, – w- I don't think they saw a lot of merit in bringing back the same actors to fill like the supporting roles in a series. Yeah, yeah. Like nowadays, like if you're going to change a supporting role, like, and it, you can't do it without like it being an issue. Like you have to like explain why. Like I, I always think about like, you know, how many press releases when Iron Man, the first Iron Man came out, was it Terrence Howard was. Oh God! Yeah, he decided, yeah, and then and then he like ditched out. Um, I I knew there were some kind of tiffs between I don't know like, but and Don Cheadle takes over in Iron Man two, and in the story, obviously they don't acknowledge that like that's changed because he's playing the same character. But you couldn't escape like if you were hyped for Iron Man two, like you knew that change happened before you sat down to watch the movie. Yeah, you, yes, you that was not a surprise. Well aware. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think before, I think they would just kind of do that stuff. So, like, Felix had been played by, you know, several different actors. And actually, in just the movie previous, the only other Dalton movie, Felix was played by someone else. Oh, um, so they didn't even use the same Felix right. for the Dalton movies. What wow. is what is interesting and why I and, – and I feel like this had to be, like, on some level intentional is the actor that plays Felix in this movie um, – he did play Felix one other time, and it was for Roger Moore's first movie, Live and Let Die. Now, he, the fate of Felix in, in License to Kill is the fate that he meets in the Live and Let Die book. So I, I find it funny that, like, in that, you know, it, in the Live and Let Die movie, they discard, basically, other than Felix is in to help Bond a little bit, but they don't deal with, like, the grievous injury or anything like that. Yeah. Um, in that movie. So that's the one like plot element that they took from the novel and brought it to this one and they brought back that same Felix. <laughs> so it's oh, a, okay. it, that's a weird through line even though yeah. like... Interesting. Because other than I think since... I mean, I, I could be mistaken but I think other than the Daniel Craig era where um, Jeff uh, Jeffrey Wright, is that his name? Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Wright. I You know, he's consistently been Felix... Oh, okay. Um, but I think other than that, this um, David, I can't remember, Heddleston or something. Uh, uh, can't remember. Yeah, I think it um, is, yeah. I think he might be the only one that has actually come back to 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 um, play the role a second time. Um, and I will say, like, you know, I think he does a good job. Um, yeah. I think he has that kind of... I honestly thought, and maybe the movie was trying to tell me this, but so, you know, the movie opens up, he's getting married, but then all of a sudden, DA comes, the DEA comes, and they tell Felix, like, yo, um, Franz is here. Franz Sanchez is our bad guy, played yeah. by Robert Davi. Yes. Um, who has a mustache ooh. in spirit. Like, oh, he, he doesn't does. have a mustache in character <laughs> yeah. in this movie, but, like... Yeah, you're he, right, you're right. Like... <laughs> You could have almost just gave, you could have almost just made it about him and yeah, Davi really um, has a good time in this movie. Dude, uh, he, he is just... menacing and like, 
that is not a guy you want to get on the wrong side of. Like, yes, he he definitely reminds me of some people um, that I know now. <laughs> I, I, um, he's not dealing. He's with. not dealing in pixie sticks, though. <laughs> no, 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 definitely <laughs> not dealing in pixie sticks. And uh, he's he's out there, and so they go and chase him down, and they postpone the wedding. It's very like all oh, the bat signals up. We I gotta yeah. go. Yeah, it, <laughs> so, it, it's a weirdly like almost um happened so fast dude. it's kind of like it's a weird it feels like a weird like um slice of life comedy like oh like what can go wrong on the way to the wedding like yes but yes it is gets really real i mean honestly like almost kind of right from the start like yeah we're introduced to to sanchez like in a horrible way. Um, in a horrible way. But yeah, and, the introduction to his character might be one of one of the darkest ways to introduce the character. I mean, you there's definitely been worse, but there's something about the vibe of this was just like it, Jesus. And again, you uh, you have to keep it in context with this is James Bond, right? Like, the, yeah. he's fought guys that like their base is in a volcano, like yeah, you know, yeah. like th- this is um, you know. This is some like the, real ass like gangster shit. The the villain the villains that Bond goes up against are like they're gonna like blow up the moon and like do like these you know like yeah it's it, they got I mean, these like almost comic book level type no plans. not even almost like just out and out comic <laughs> okay. book I mean like I mean the the idea of like in the Austin Powers movies like Doctor Evil is not that much of a uh, of a reach a from some of <laughs> Like, if you watch the uh, You Only Live Twice, where Donald Pleasance played Blofeld, um, which is, like, where the look of Dr. Evil came from in the Austin Powers movies, like... I do know that, at least. I mean, like, (laughs) it's parody, I guess, but, like, it's not really, like, that much of parody. (laughs) So, you know, we are, like, introduced to a villain in this, like, where he's basically hunting down, like, his mistress. Yeah. And it's the fact that he's very real. Like this person, unfortunately, exists everywhere, yes. and, and these kind of situations there. exist. Yeah, he's not just sending the henchmen. Like, no, he, he came is, uh, personally, personally to take care of the situation. And we find out that uh, Kitana from Mortal Kombat is in this movie, uh, yes. which is awesome. I didn't know that. That that was I yes. had never seen her in anything else, dude. Like, and I was right. like, holy crap, that's Kitana. Because she took a break after this movie. She was in this movie, I think, one or two other things. And then she took, like, mm-hmm. a break until Mortal Kombat. That's why. That's crazy. And there's also someone else, like, in this in- opening scene that is insane to see. Um, oh, Mr. Uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yes. Which, <laughs> I don't know if this is his first movie. I mean, second you know, it's, movie. It's his second. It's, yeah, I looked it up. It's his second movie. Dude. He played, like, little kid with dog face in peewee herman just before oh that's right yes yes i did know that boy or something like and he's like kind of like one of the main henchmen and he is unnerving yeah he has a look to him in this movie he kind of wears almost like a bullfighter cut of a coat it's not like flamboyant like a bullfighter but like the cut like you'll see him like um, there's a couple times where in the way he moves and it's like, and it's just oh, yeah. 
enough that it makes you kind of like have to look at him a little longer to kind of go like wait what yeah. what did i just His, see and he's got these crazy eyes man. in the, and that's the thing it's like he, he he traps you with like what is he wearing and then he hits you with like the the weird smile and like the yeah. eyes and 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 it feels like another moment where you go like dude put some makeup on him and he's the joker like oh he, yeah he would be terrifying if yeah <laughs> They could. I mean, they. I mean, he still. He still acted. They could definitely. Oh, they uh, could totally still do it. Totally like the Joker. But yeah, when he was um, seeing him all fresh face like that, it's incredible that he's that intimidating and yes. he's pretty young. Right. Because and that's the other thing. It's like again, he's not necessarily like he's not Jaws, right? Like from you know the guy yeah, from Metal like Teeth, a cartoony he's, guy, or, or even or even like Odd Job, who's like that stocky guy with the hat. Like you know. I mean, they've got gimmicks, but, like, they're also technically... I mean, you look at them, they're huge dudes. Like, they're going to yeah. be at least a little. Like, this guy, like, you almost kind of look at him as, like, a pushover. And then... He's like a shadow. <laughs> yeah, and then he just... Just the way he moves, and it's just... And he does not have many lines of dialogue. Like, no. ju it's just a couple, and it's... it's a lot of nonverbal stuff. Yes. Um, that makes his character really dope. And, um, yeah, and the way the scene opens, you know, Robert Davi... Um, I'm just going to call him Franz. Yeah, um, he, uh, they, his uh, chick is a lady, is a Kitana, and she is with a dude. She's exploring other other avenues because I mean, who wants to kiss Robert Davi's yeah. fucking weird face? Yeah, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a face that has seen some things. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, um, and he ends up actually whipping her uh, yes. in this scene, which is and. Yeah, so uncomfortable and so and, early in the movie. <laughs> I know. I mean, I guess if you think about like in terms of like the economy of storytelling, yeah, like, it works. You just yeah. are like, I hate and, that and, guy. And and because his opening line, you know, what is it's the the what did he promise you his heart? You know, like that's his yep. opening line, and then he just tells his henchman, you know, go ahead, and give her his heart. heart. Yeah, yep. and then they just take the guy out, and it's like, and you know. Del Toro like flips open the switchblade, and you're just like, oh, yep, he just instructed his guys to go just like take that dude's heart rip out, rip this dude's chest out. Yeah, that is bonkers. And, and then he immediately whips this, you know, the this uh, like this young lady yeah. on the bench just starts whipping her. It's just like, wow, I did yeah. not expect that to. I knew it was going to go in a dark way. Right. I just didn't know what he was going to do. And you just see this like little kind of bullwhippy thing. Yeah, yeah. Out. I... It, it, it almost looks like a, a like a, a sword or a knife. You know, yeah. it's got like the yeah, it's, it's got a little handle. Yeah, um, but, yeah, it was intense. Um, really, really, really messed up. But you're right. It's, uh, in terms of storytelling, good timing. Uh, yeah, and, um, and <laughs> I think so. Obviously, we said like Felix is getting married, and um, they kind of in a very quick throwaway line. You know, so they're basically in like Florida or you know Miami area. Yeah, and. Sanchez or Fran Sanchez, um, the villain, um, has been on. You know, Felix has been pursuing him for a long time, and they even say like, you know, he's currently in like U.S. airspace. I mean, they know he's yeah, in their he's jurisdiction. Usually, essentially. Yeah, he's usually way out in his own. He, he never leaves. His, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his own city of, essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of the reason why you know they're going to delay the wedding essentially and um 
because I, they've got this one opportunity and uh bond, and they do it they take yeah. advantage of it <laughs> and and and, and, and it, it's pretty funny because it's like i like the opening because as you said like, it fits with like the, the fact that like they have bond like sandwiched in between um felix and sharky sharky which is their, yeah their <laughs> their other uh He's like the, a rotund African American guy with yeah. a solid mustache. I like. Yeah, Sharky. see, you know, I, that's what I saw too. Yeah, Sharky's fantastic. <laughs> he's and, kind of the little bit of comedic relief, yes, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a, you know, because the, you know, and that's the other nice thing is like the, this is not because it's a much more serious one. That doesn't mean it's like devoid of humor they just don't let bond be the one to really do it whereas like yeah. roger moore used to like end up being like the punchline the butt of the joke and the the like the the setup he, he was everything guy. yeah I, he seemed like a guy that would have quips right uh. whereas like <laughs> dalton i think it was kind of cool it, it felt it feels honestly very much like on, in a way like the christian bale batman movies where it's like he's on his mission and like if the world around him reacts and sometimes it's funny to them yeah they'll let other people kind of be like this is ridiculous you know exactly. this right but but that never changes you know what bond is doing and and that's like you know in this moment it's like he's the best man in the wedding he's there for felix and now felix is trying to go like arrest this drug yeah. kingpin and and they so, do we get like a kind of again like a, almost a um, it reminds me of something that would have happened in like 1960s Batman or in some comic book where the helicopter hooks. Um, yeah, they fish. They go fishing. Yeah, they says, "Let's go fishing." Because because Bond is supposed to just come with as an observer, and then immediately like Felix hands him a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 it's kind of funny because I I did like that moment though because like there's a moment where they first gonna like think they're gonna get Sanchez and like. And Felix, like, sidelines Bond and says, nope, you know, like, this is not your deal. Um, yeah. But when it comes to the crazy stunt, which is, yeah, Sanchez is escaping on his own little plane and uh, Bond, Felix, and the DEA. It gets intense. Like, I, I was like, holy crap, I didn't expect something like this this quickly. Yeah. This seems like in, in most movies would be the climax part of the, the movie. I mean, it's a pretty big <laughs> set piece because, I mean, it is. like, you think about, like, they're in the DEA helicopter, and you know Sanchez is in his own like a I don't know, is it like a biplane or you know just a little like two seater yeah, kind of. Yep. And Bond and Felix, you know, like Bond basically like repels down, uses like I'm gonna assume it must be like what they would use to like carry like heavy cargo. You know, you see sometimes when helicopters will bring. Like, big old pieces of yeah, yeah. like huge pallets or and something. he just yeah. he he hooks it to the tail of the plane and they just fit, lure him like reel him in like yeah. midair and it's it a is insane it's awesome and and then, then they, they just perish they, they skydive to the wedding <laughs> and 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 before the song hits like there's a great visual gag which is like the bride goes in and the 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 bridesmaids are holding up her like train and then you know Felix and Bond have the parachutes, and uh, other people like follow, and they just pick up the parachutes and they follow him in, like, like yeah, okay, you've got the, <laughs> yeah like they're trains. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. that's a that's a good gag, like. <laughs> yes, and I, this is all like that. what what is it? It's less than I mean, it's a, maybe about ten minutes. Like we've seen, we've met the villain. 
he's despicable. Like, we know that Bond is out, kind of out of his element. You know, he's yeah. he's been sidelined. He's not on a mission. He's there as, you know, it's like they really set up, like, a lot for yeah. an opening scene. And, and honestly, it was it was making me wonder, like, this movie's not a short movie. Like, it's, no. what, two hours and maybe 13? two and a half? Two, it's 13? about, yeah. I don't know why I feel. I just thought it was two and a half. I don't know. No, I mean, right. It, but I was thinking, like, this feels kind of straightforward. This shouldn't be too long. But it, the movie does take its time, like, kind of developing what was going on. And, and of course, like, I, what I would imagine most Bond movies have, there's a lot of twists and turns. And yeah. Couple, you know, a couple of things like that. Um, but I do like the fact that it does it does get moving. I mean, there's mm-hmm. really not a lot of boring parts, no, you know? It, truth be told, like, I mean it's not i i don't know how you'd compare it like runtime for runtime but like just in terms of pacing i it's one of the leaner bond movies like it there's not a ton of excess in it like it, every yeah. uh, pretty much everything you know helps move the plot along which um you know, I I don't know if that is you, the the screenwriters of this um, were the long time. I mean, they'd been, I mean, basically through the whole Roger Moore era for the most part. Like the two guys, like they'd been the main Bond writers for a good bulk of the series. Yeah. Um, and maybe this is them being feeling really like unencumbered by trying to stay somewhat in line with a source material. You know, I, I don't. Yeah. Um. I, Maybe it, it's hard. It's hard to say because, you know, it does not. While while the plot kind of feels like an '80s action movie, it doesn't ape the style of an '80s action. movie. You know, it's, we're not. We don't get into like, you know, you couldn't just lift like wholesale like Bond out of it and put like Stallone in it. It's not. It, it's not like yeah, that. No, it's not like that. It would still have to be some sort of yeah secret agent type. But but situation. They, but it's like I feel like the screeners found this really like solid way to just kind of take to use all of the the the, the normal Bond benchmarks and all the normal like eighties action movie benchmarks, and then they they married it in, in an interesting way. Um, now, Matt, I will ask you: Are are you? I mean, it, it, I can cut this out if it's too personal, but are you married? Yes. Um, did you have a wedding? Yeah. Did your wife kiss your best man a bunch? So, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that. That made I, me so uncomfortable. Because so I have this. Um, wait, where's where's this in my notes? Felix's wife really likes her some James Bond. I tell you that. Yeah. So she. I feel like the the first one is like mate the first one already felt like over the line but i was like okay whatever maybe there's a weird like 80s tradition that i i just not aware of but yes. yeah dude that was um <laughs> 80s tradition i don't know right like you yeah. know you, there's just not there's just so much nonsense with it like you know but like yeah you know and it, it uh it just caught me off guard it's I was like, super man. yeah it's super uncomfortable like she even kisses him, so they they end up gifting him. And it's on the. It's, how about this? Let's say this. It's on the lips, and it's held long enough just that like couple. there should have been tongue. <laughs> yes, yes. Just a, but since like there a wasn't, too much. right? 
Yeah, exactly. Right. It wasn't a peck. It was like a peck and hold. And like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and let's face it. She's like way too good looking for Felix. Yeah. She's um, from, <laughs> she's from mall rats. Yeah, that's she right. She was the, 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 three, the, the uh, fortune teller, the topless yeah. fortune teller. Which she's, <laughs> yeah, she, she's, she's all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, you know, that's the other weird thing is because they the, the guy they have as Felix is definitely, like, close to retirement. Like, you know, you feel like, again, if this was another 80s action movie, like, him capturing Sanchez would have been like, and now I've bought the boat and we're, like, retired. You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. you feel like that's where they were going. Really, like, they sh- him and Bond should be comparable in age. But, you know, in this yeah. movie, it kind of played a little faster and looser. A little so bit different. But um, I do like the fact that, you know, you have... You have Sanchez. He's been caught, and he is—he is like your typical rich drug Dude, lord bad guy. This he, guy is like, don't worry about phased. it. Yeah, he's like, I got plenty of money, and it almost felt like—I mean—and I do like the—the—I the, the, do like the fact that the movie doesn't waste its time um, showing us how everything got situated and how right. how Sanchez gets out. It just kind of eventually shows us in like little blips. And yeah, that's actually ex- a pretty good reveal. Yeah, like, it's it's cool. I didn't expect the Twin Twin Peaks guy to be crooked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, despite the fact that he looks shady as he looks be. like a piece of shit. I mean, yeah. the minute he well, shows up like... with that, I, is that a hair piece? Like, I don't know. I don't know what that. Is. Yeah, because I, I don't know. We're I, talking I, about I the same just... guy, right? The Kellifer, the the yeah, yeah, guy yeah, he, Kellifer. He feels more like a politician, but like I. He has to be someone for the DEA. Like, I just, you know, like, they yeah. never really say his title. But he, like, walks around with, a, like, a cigar. And he's, like, you know, he shows up to the wedding, the reception, and be like, I just came here to kiss the bride. For, and like, five like, seconds, he walks into the room, talks to the guys, acts like a douchebag, and yeah. then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that guy's a... Like, I, that was when I got suspicious. I was like, wait a minute, yeah, that yeah. was weird. Yeah, he's too much of a glad hander. Like it's yeah. it, you feel like and like and it feels like Bond like was on to him like right from the start, even though there was really no in story reason for him to be. Yeah. But essentially, like yeah. Just the sense of this guy's rubbing me the wrong way. Right. Like, something and, about and, him. And I think it was before that. Yeah, we we saw the interrogation scene first. Yeah, the interrogation scene that, happens. Yeah, there. where Sanchez is like basically not you can tell he's not answering their questions and um the, the that guy kellifer refers to like you you know you can't even get out of this without one of, even with one of your million dollar bribes like so this is something sanchez has done before like yeah. he's been caught he doesn't sweat being caught because he just pays off whoever and um he immediately just says two two million dollars and that's all it took <laughs> And for a second, and and I don't know if it was like because the guy was actually like conflicted, or if he was trying to put on a show. But like that guy Kellifer, like kind of attacks him. Like, like yeah, you definitely bastard. putting putting on a show. Yeah, so that because he wasn't alone in that room. He wasn't alone. So I right. think he was definitely making sure that everyone thought he was very passionate about getting Sanchez over to. And I think he was also needing the excuse because it's probably not normal for the detective or DAA agent to be going with them personally. They right. probably send a security officer or something like that. Yes, because he rides, so, yeah, he rides, he rides with them. Yeah, so like, it's kind of suspicious. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's not in, like, any kind of uniform. He's in, like, his, 
I mean, he's, he's, suit, he's right? got a hilarious suit, like, yeah. a little bit later, which I wonder, did he bring with him? Or... <laughs> Because <laughs> right now it's like he's he's wearing like a three piece without like the tie and stuff, and he's yeah. Right now he looks like casual. a standard NYPD blue detective, or right? But he will wear a pastel blue. Yeah, he starts ruining through. He has kind of like, a southern thing going on with him, right? Like I, I yeah, think, I maybe <laughs> he has like a twang to him, but I'm just what, not what sure he, exactly what it really is. Really, what he has is he has like his vibe is like the. If Wayne Newton headlines in Vegas, this dude is in like the low rent casino, yeah, oh, yeah. doing the same songs, yeah, right? Or like maybe doing some like country tunes, maybe, you know? yeah. But like yeah, yeah, he yeah. he he is he's off brand someone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, and you he's, just yeah. kind of like, which is great <laughs> casting. I mean, because you know it, it signals enough that like yeah, this guy's not great, but like you know. Um, yeah, it's, but, it's he, just but he's got a cool kind of like sleazy charisma. I mean, like everyone's good in it. Like, yeah, they, they all do. Um, yeah, he is good in it. I do like his every time he has a line. I'm like, yeah, this guy's awesome. Like, yeah, awesome like, in a shitty way. But yeah, I want to punch yeah. him every time. Yeah. And he gets the he I mean, his fate is fantastic. Like, oh, yeah. That, no. actually, <laughs> I, I should say that like that's the other thing this movie it's just on like kind of the broader scale as we walk through it like. Like they make every one of their villains super shitty, and like in in the way that you want them to be shitty. But don't worry, they all get what you want to see them get. Yeah, like, like yes. no one goes unpunished. That's very death wishy. Um, yeah, exactly. Except for the first one, because you never get to see those guys in the beginning get right. come up in. But right. the other one, yeah. yes. But but like, but it totally like. I, I feel like that's another one of those things where like they struck an awesome balance here. Like Yeah. For because sure. like these people like, you know, you spend like a minute or two with like some of the villains and you're like, God, I like they're not the charming villains. They're not the um you know, they're not stroking the like the, the white cat and like, well oh, now, no. Mr. Bond like they're not they're, it's none of that. So it's no. like, you know, but um yeah i think the only time you kind of get that vibe and like i you know obviously i haven't seen a lot of bomb movies but when he first goes up in the casino to oh yeah yes, friends, yeah yeah there is a sort of like weird conversation of like it's like they're both kind of like it's a pissing contest sort yeah, of, yeah or, they're uh, sizing each other up yeah like, it's well, very and, interesting and i think that and when we get like there that's un- one of the things that i have to say like is another great example with this particular movie why like you know maybe upon first viewing like if you're a big bond fan and you watch it i can understand like on the first viewing that this one feels off it does not feel like it does it hits any of what you go to a bond movie for but i think when you watch it like again you realize they actually do hit a lot of like the the touch points the touch points but they do it in a way that makes sense with the world they've created. So like exactly. you still do get the like kind of cordial relationship between the primary villain and Bond. Like there is you know you get a you know there's a, a you know you even get kind of big set pieces. You get you know you do it does actually cuz I realized that was something that I was kind of you know, when I was defending this movie to people, you yeah. know, in my video store days, like, 
I I realized I made the case wrong because I was saying like like, a PowerPoint. Well, because I because I used to because I was saying like it it breaks all of the rules and like that's what's good about it. Like and I I realized like no I was actually wrong. Like it it does technically it it adheres to the formula. It doesn't break the rules. It just it it just tells a a a different story. Like it 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 you know because I mean when we get to Wayne Newton later, like I mean. It's not a volcano. It's not a hollowed out volcano, but like, it's still got like a helicopter it's, entrance that it's like the ground. Crazy. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I mean. Yeah. That's like what the fuck. Like. You know. So it's like if you you know when you really look at it, you know, you almost feel like they you know the idea of like them sitting down to like okay we're writing the next James Bond movie. Note you know they got note cards out in front of them and it's like okay we know we need you know a villain that's charming but you hate him you know it's like you, they yeah. know all of these things and it's like i feel like you can still track that with this like no and- for sure yeah and I, I guess that's gonna help me in the future when i start watching more of these movies because i do want to yeah. watch more of them um, um but yeah for sure man uh i will say uh so they you know the guy killifer um he is a piece of shit he he knocks the armored vehicle down that has yeah. um friends in it they go underwater and now it becomes like this the movie has a lot of like underwater shit, yeah. and this is the first time we get a really good feel for it. And um, this like little scuba contraption or shark hunting contraption, um, or vehicle they use to get them out of there, both Killifer and that's when you find out like he not only is Killifer in on it, like he's definitely a part of some kind of operation because they get right. a little tank and they all go over. Yeah, because he he waits for a, a moment to see like uh a bridge out or a bridge under construction like yeah it was almost like a visual marker like okay we have to take the truck down now which yeah. you know so yeah there was some coordination here um then we uh get to uh another pretty dark scene um Della tries to give Bond her um well this isn't a dark part but Della tries to give Bond her like lacy what the you garter the garter there yeah, you go garter and uh he's like no I don't want it I, yeah I've been hurt in the past. He doesn't say that. Well, but. so the, right, no, this was this was. Um, <laughs> you, you'll appreciate this, Daniel. This was a nod to George Lazenby. Um, oh. So, in Bond movies, Bond got married um, in Honor, Majesty's Secret Service, the one George Lazenby wow. movie, and his bride was murdered. Literally, the movie ends like they go. It fades to black. Him holding her corpse and crying. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, and um, so he was married, and and his bride was murdered on their wedding day. And y'all can't call spoilers on that. That movie's been out for a while, dude. That was nineteen sixty nine. Like you had a chance. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> You had a chance, y'all. Um, uh, that's dark, though. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy. Like, and and it's even more crazy that Lazenby then never came back. So, like, they kind of basically like reset with Connery Just returning left again, that hanging. I mean, you know, it's a plot point that they kind of touch on, you know, throughout. But like the emotional weight, like, I mean, and you lo- it loses its yeah. L- I yeah. mean, yeah, because Connery comes back kind of in full like you guys need me to come back to save the series. I'm not bringing the, I'm like Lazenby was like tear, like, like a tear was streaming down his face while holding his dead bride at the end of his one and only bond movie. And then like the next time um, it's Connery, like grinning and punching Sid Haig. Like, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, like, a, weird... it's a whole other vibe. Yeah. 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 And so, I feel like, um, actually, you know, Timothy Dalton actually 
is really he is really good at bringing across that emotional weight like when he needs to and he did yeah. do that in that part and felix mentions to uh della like yeah, yeah he lost someone that was yeah he was married him. once but that was yeah. a long time ago and so and, he oh go ahead yeah no and it's just it's a moment where it's like you know you you've seen it's it, it's weird to talk about james bond in like say like that's a relatable moment <laughs> but like <laughs> he sells it all on he sells it all on his face it's like he yeah. he accepts what she throws but he just kind of declines and he says no no and then he just sm he smiles back but it's a it's a forced kind of pained smile yeah but it's not like it's not a dramatic it's not like a big moment of like no i'm never do you know it, it's it's yeah it, it's a quiet he was just trying moment. to save face for her but he was just like no i'm good and yeah yeah and he takes off and then you know, yeah. Felix takes his uh, bride over the threshold, and he runs into no other than Benicio del Toro oh. and a couple other uh, um, henchmen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they bust the shit out. I think I forget. I think it's Benicio that hits the shit out of Felix in the back of the head with the butt of his gun. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we find uh, we meet the mustachioed guy um, who is uh, helping with the operation. Um, I think we find out his name is Crest. Yeah, it's Mil Milton Crest. Yeah, which I actually really like Milton Crest. Um, that guy's awesome too. Like <laughs> I, I forgot that you know when I chose good. Wayne Newton as the guy for the mustachioed podcast. Yeah, video, like I totally. I mean, like I. Oh yeah, I, Crest could have been it, but it's just funnier. Well, yeah, <laughs> to honor Wayne Newton. Cause, well, yeah, because Crest, Crest, the guy who plays Crest is a you. You would. He's definitely been in other things, but yeah, oh, it's yeah. not like uh, he's definitely yeah. not. Um, it's, he's no Wayne Newton. Let's and don't get it, me but. wrong. Maybe we do honor this actor. I got. I, I got to look up his name. Yeah, um, but it, we it. might need to honor him because at some point, because he yeah. does do a really good job. He's awesome, and and, and he's perfectly smarmy, um, and he's the one that he's got all the equipment. He's yeah. he's the one that's got the little sub mini subs and all that stuff. Anthony Zerby or Zerby Zerby. That's right. Zerby. Like, because it's weird. Like his name sounded way more familiar than his face was. Like I feel yeah. like that name is it's definitely been in some stuff. Um, and like he's but, on the fence about keeping Killifer around because he's yeah. like this guy can mark me. And so there's there's still like a little bit. But this is a big moment in the movie because yeah. this is when we find out that Fran Sanchez is way big on loyalty yes. and he says that line where i think it's like loyalty is more important than money yep or something yes. like that i may have butchered it yeah no, no 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 it's um because i actually hold on one second because because some of yeah no yeah it's loyalty is more important to me than money because he's got they they have um felix um yep bound by the hands and he's dangling over like a trap door essentially of in water and he's kind of on like um what is it um the lady justice the balancing yeah it's a pulley yeah. but like it's balance it's yeah. balanced out by like uh, uh the carcass like a cow carcass or something <laughs> some kind it's of evenly weighted and then they lower it down so a shark starts eating this carcass and the more it eats that the more that like felix gets lowered into the water it's a crazy like because it's like you just gave it like the the thirst for you know the the blood thirst essentially yeah and, yeah it um, is uh <laughs> i'm i'm just let's just say i'm glad they didn't put felix in head first because uh right because i had a much different movie <laughs> well and that is not but that's the craziest thing right because that's not at all the part of the plan yeah they like, wanted him you're right because 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 
um what was it uh so messed up yeah because felix says to sanchez just the like see you in hell and sanchez responds no no today's the first day of the rest of your life like felix no or um sanchez knows he's like i don't want this guy to die like i yeah i'm gonna ruin him i want yep. him you know because we as we'll learn his yeah Della's he finds dead. out they, they did kill dead. Della, and now like you know everything felix is i mean we'll learn like he loses a leg and like, well, one leg entirely, I think and the other leg, like to the knee or something. Yeah. It's um, rough. I, right. I, it, I, I mean, um, Bond finds him, right? Doesn't he yeah, get back? Bond finds him because yeah. So, Oh, he finds we, out that Sanchez escapes. He's at Sanchez the, uh, escapes, the airport right. and he just bails from the airport to, uh, back to, to go Felix's and find house. him. And, uh, and he, he sees him in a bag, like a yeah, body he fi- bag. Almost. So yeah, he finds Della first, and Della's dead. And uh, and cold. then um, she looks he goes dead. Yeah, and he goes. And it obviously looks like they. Yes. Well, unfortunately, and, took advantage of her. Well, because the creepiest line that Del Toro said, Benicio Del Toro says in this movie, is uh, to Felix. He said, "We gave her a nice honey moon," and he kind of sings moon yeah, a little it's bit. It's rough. It's and, really and, dark. And and obviously, like you feel like you know exactly in that moment and that's again it's awful but it's like man what an effective performance because oh like, yeah they once didn't again he to... hasn't really said much either no that, i think that time. might have been his only that line one of his first line i think that is his first line yeah like <laughs> which is crazy um yeah so bond yeah bond finds goes to and this we i guess we should two things we kind of need to mention is um during the wedding reception bond goes after the awkward kissing with the bride um the bride sends bond to go find felix because it's time to cut the cake and bond finds felix in like an office that's like you know kind of like a detached from the house and there's a there's kind of a really stern looking woman in there that does not give bond the time of day yeah Um, which is rare Right. It, well, exactly. And and they are, um, her and Felix are clearly finishing up some business. And then we see, like, so she leaves. We see uh, Felix, like, put, like, a CD, like, a disc um, in a framed photo of Della. So that's just kind of a little setup. Tidbit um, that comes back for sure. And also during that time, they are in that time, they give James his best man gift. And, oh, that's um, right! I didn't get to finish saying that. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's a smooch him, right? Which is, uh, I mean, talk about like you know, we you always talk about like plant and payoff in terms of like movies, and it's like oh, one of the best, right? No, seriously, like it's because you totally forget about it. <laughs> you do, and honestly, like because I thought it was just a bad joke. Like it's Felix lighter, and they give Bond a lighter. You know, it's like yeah. it's, it's nicely inscribed, <laughs> yeah. like to James from Della and Felix. And it's like a damn torch. <laughs> and, well, yeah, and then and there's a little gag, like you know, it's like he, he lights it, it, and they all go like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and then yeah. that's it. It's never that's mentioned it. again. That it's yeah, he never brings it out again. There's not a moment where he reflects upon. Yeah, he's it he's never like looking at the sky and like like twirling it in his fingers. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it is it's just nowhere. Gone. <laughs> 
god and, and it really it uh, so really good. the movie does a good job kind of to kind of make it feel like it's a gag like it's yeah fe- of course felix lighter is gonna give him a lighter like yeah. you know you just so stupid but but anyways that you know it works out good as, y- um, as y'all will see but yes, and, and Bond can't handle the fact that the DAA, the DEA is like, yeah, he's out of our jurisdiction that we can't do anything about it. Right. So that's kind of what starts off the this whole is, rest yeah. of the movie where now Bond is going to go full rogue and, and um, do this wh- himself. One of the things that we see, like, so um, probably the best moment that in terms of acting that Dalton does is when he he's found Della and he walks into this office that Felix and he's like, he when he was looking for Della, he had his gun at the ready. He by the time he's walking into Felix's office, like his gun's down at the side. Like he is like he's beat. You know, he just he yeah. knows and he sees this body bag on the couch and he finds out Felix is in it and there's a note on Felix. Um Oh yeah, that's right. And this is kind of from the novel Live and Let Die. This is and that's why I, I wanted to you know bring it up but like i they do it like in the novel it's a line of dialogue that's stated like kind of off the cuff it's it's nonsense but in this like he picks up this note off felix chest and it just says he disagreed with something that ate him and bond is just like i mean he's broken basically yeah but then felix kind of coughs like and then you realize oh they really did leave him alive like yes yeah, so, at least it wasn't like, you know, the, the sloth guy from Seven, you know, what if he right. just started breathing hard and freaking me out? No, no, no. He does like a little... <laughs> yeah, no, this <laughs> like, oh, was hey, definitely... Look, Felix is still kind of alive. Right. Which, He's you know... fucking shredded meat, but... Uh, right. We're going to hope that he can we can keep him going. Yeah, like, so anyway... I was shocked that he wasn't yeah. dead, by the way, man. I was yeah. like, this guy has got to be dead. Like, yeah. wow. But, but... And he would have been, except that that Sanchez just he purposely wanted him alive. And, yeah, man. You know, um, it's and just you know, so dark. And 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 while we've gone, you know, while it's taken us a while to get to this point, like it's what's weird is this is another one of those movies. Like while I say like it's paced very well, the movie, like it's like all of the details here, like what we've just gone through, because yeah. now we we're in revenge mode. Like, we are at the point, yeah, as you were saying, the DEA is like, yeah, dude, he's out of our jurisdiction. Like, what? We can't do anything. And yep. Bond is just not having it. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's just fire engine red. He, uh, he's he got cocaine red. In his- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he ends up going to... Um, he teams up with Sharky and he ends up mm-hmm. at Crest Place at some point and he uses the excuse that he's coming in from the UK and he wants to buy a great white shark because he's scoping out the other places that could have yeah they, this could have happened at yeah it's their last one I guess they've yeah. been to other places they've been going around because Sharky has one of the best lines in the hospital because one of the, the one of oh, the, the one of the agents, the agents yeah. one of the agents is like yeah it's probably a chainsaw like the what was it like some like the Colombians love to use them on informants or something yeah and Sharky just takes goes to Bond and goes chainsaw my ass <laughs> that's a shark bite like I know a shark bite yeah. it's, it's like he's not having it he's like he's no that's called shark. Sharky for nothing exactly and uh, Chris so that's, is obviously guilty yeah. as shit like he's like he just looks like a criminal and he's yeah. like i mean first of all it's a research institute and crest looks like a greasy used car salesman yeah 
Uh, so that doesn't help. Yeah, and he's he's shifty as can be, and like. And Bond sees that uh, the vehicle in the back um, that looks like something they could have used to get him yeah. out. And he's like, and What's we that saw about? it earlier in the movie. Yeah, we saw it, so we recognize it. And he, Cress says, oh, it's been sold already. It's going to be getting out of here soon. We haven't used it in a long time. And So, yeah, he's just kind of playing around. And also the fact Cress doesn't want to give Bond his name. Yep. Um, yep. And this isn't like now where you could just dig that up right away. Like if someone didn't want to give you your name, you would have to do a little digging. Right. Uh, to figure out uh, who the hell he is. And it's weird because there's something in this moment when he's talking, you know, they're kind of talking about like, oh, yeah, the shark, shark hunter two or whatever. Yeah. So um, and Dalton is casually just kind of looking around and we see him glance to um, a pile of, like swept up garbage. Oh, yeah, that's right. And there is the, the Felix's corsage. Oh, that's in right. that pile. I, was, I was in that pile. I, yeah. I didn't quite Do you know what? See. I think my screen was too dark. No, this honestly. I, in my notes, like I'm, I wrote, like I just now noticed that. Like oh, I've really? seen this movie a ton of times. I, I like paused it. I told my wife, I was like, I, you know, because uh, she was kind of <laughs> half watching it with me while we were while I was taking notes, and I was like, I've seen this movie so many times. And yeah. one of the things that I and I wrote, um, that I I was ready to point out the plot hole that like I never understood the leap of logic. Like like yeah, like Crest was acting a little shady. But, but like, still, you didn't. But really like, have any what was? Evidence. Yeah, what was the leap of logic that made him go back and like? Because Bond go back later, straight on up night. murder a bunch of people. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was this time I was like, that was Felix's corsage. Oh, okay, yeah. Because and, so, and, and in Dalton, that makes more sense now. And it's and it's another testament to Dalton's performance. There's no overplay. You yeah. And, and I rewound it because I was like, okay, let me see that again. And you watch like, and it's a fantastic. Like you watch his eyeline find it. You see, like the start of like a pained expression that he quickly like, you know, gets the better of, and then goes back into playing the role, and then like walks, you know, and it's just like, yeah. and I mean, it all happens so fast that it's like not a surprise that I never noticed it before. But um, yeah, I think one thing that will stick with me, um, af- well after I've watched this movie, is you know, so so. So Bond and and Sharky they sneak in later at night. Yeah. Uh, after they see that. Oh um, God! I think I know go. what you're gonna say. And then there's like the there's a little shark surprise that's pretty fun. That's mm. kind of got me. And then Bond goes into the building. He opens a, a, a drawer and it's just like, what is that? Like are those so maggots? The, they're farm raised maggots. Because that because <laughs> that was Crest's cover story is that they don't sell like they don't deal in like actual sharks and stuff anymore. Like yeah. their business shifted to like these farm raised maggots, yada yada. Um, oh gosh, the and, squishy ADR yes. is just. Oh, a, I know. The, the, it's something else and it yeah bond finds it turns out like he finds a he finds a cocaine yeah he yep. finds drugs and that's when you know that there's something going on uh this guy is this but guy there's is a fishy. really unfortunate no security guard that gets a face full oh. of maggots and then shut in like an incubator of maggots and drugs <laughs> And you're that like, is a dark fate, dude. Dude, yeah, because that dude's not dead. Like he's not harmed, other than like I think maggots in the face and then thrown in. But I yeah, don't there's a good think... chance he suffocated. Yeah, right? or or something. Either way, he's not he's not doing he's well. not doing great. Yeah, yeah, and, you, and then finally we get a pretty you know we get um 
another gun battle since I think we really hadn't had one since the beginning. Yep. And uh, he's fighting a bunch of these faceless yeah, security just... guards. And the I think one of the most um, memorable kills is uh, where he kicks a guy. You know, <laughs> I think he kicks a guy to like an eels aquarium. Yeah, ele- uh, yeah electric eel. Electric <laughs> eels. Does that happen? Or is that I a don't think so. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't think it Are happens. Eels have the power of fucking raided I mean, and shit. <laughs> I mean, right. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah, talking about Mortal Kombat. Like, I was just like, yeah, seriously, like, like I'm, I, and who knows? Maybe. But I'm. chances are, I'm thinking, if they were that deadly, you don't have an open tank of them. Like, stare adjacent <laughs> yeah and then also i don't think they would actually create lightning like they look like they actually created yeah. blue i don't I yeah. think it, i don't think it's like that i think you feel a shock yeah 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 <laughs> and i'm sure to so some funny. creatures it's probably like devastating but to a human yeah i'm thinking it's might probably, be able to get out yeah i i would i would think you're not dead so instantly funny. but yeah yeah but hey and uh <laughs> it's a good it's good i like it it's fun and like a in a dark way, it's very fun. Yes. Um. And then uh, it's a good thing he didn't become the bad guy from that Spider-Man three movie. Right. <laughs> Electro. Oh, oh, yeah, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Jamie Lee Foxx's character. Um. And then this is when we get unfortunately Killifer's. Uh, oof. This he, is what, he's in the pastel suit at this point. Yeah, he's feeling real cocky too. Mm-hmm. He's now a multimillionaire technically. Yep. And he had he's. Catches up to uh, to Bond, sneaks up on him, has his gun on him, and uh, some. Oh, the Sharky finally yeah. comes through because he was hesitating this whole time because he was really worried about that shark. That right, that yeah, that kind of tr- yeah, exactly. And he talked about good timing. He pops up the little door that's underneath underneath the the facility, and it makes Killifer go off balance. Bond gets him, punches him, I think, and kicks him into the pit. But Killifer grabs onto the chain. Yeah, because Kel- Killifer is basically mimicking Sanchez. Like he 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 saw what happened to Felix, so he's got um, Bond. He you know he uses the con- or he opens the little trapdoor thing. He's yeah. going to do to Bond what they basically did. So yeah, the, we're in that same setup, away. right? Yeah, yeah we're in that same yeah. setup. And so then now the ter- tables have turned. Killifer's stuck on the chain, and he's like, "Dude, I will pay you. I got two million dollars of that suitcase." Yeah. And what does Bond say to him? It's something like, "Oh, you know, he just says you uh, earned well, cause, it." Yeah, no, because because Killifer keeps calling people old buddy, like that's his glad handing. Like that's why I kept <laughs> yeah. thinking of him as like a small town politician because it felt very like it's very it was douchey, very chump- yeah, chumpy thing to do. Yeah, exactly, and so you know, Killifer is like dangling over the sharks, and you know he's trying to like you know reason with bond and he says there's two million dollars in that suitcase like half of it's yours and yeah bond picks it up and you know two million dollars in cash so this is going to be a weighty you know like yeah it's, it's and, and bond just says uh you want it you keep it old buddy and he just throws the suitcase at him yep. which just knocks killifer into the water and, and the cash and the uh, cash yeah. which then sharky gives a little bit of uh you know as they're, yeah, wa- like, they're watching killifer getting eaten <laughs> And yeah, yeah, exactly. Sharky what just looks at Bond. What a waste! And Bond gives him that like incredulous, like what? And he's like, the money. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, damn, it's all our money in there. So, um, so then Sharky, who actually owns a marine charter business, mm-hmm. um, he catches up with Bond and he tells him all about Milton Crest and yep. who this guy is and where he um, does his work at. 
and then Bonds, Bond, uh, James Bond, Bonds, Bond runs into Hawkins, who's mm-hmm. a DA agent we've seen here and there throughout the movie. Yep. Like he's he's got several lines. It's play, he's played by Grandel Bush, who's the guy yep. that you've seen in a bunch of eighties, nineties movies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, he, and he's he, pretty good. Yeah, he he was there when they when they busted Sanchez. He was the one that like confronted Bond in the hospital when he said it's out of the jurisdiction. Exactly. Like, you know, and clearly, like he—he's good in this movie because it's like, you know, he's—he that guy's following the rules that he has to, but he—he he makes it clear he doesn't want to be like, you know, he wants to. Yeah, get it's them it for fucking sucks, too. but yeah, he's but like, he, yeah, I he, gotta go by the lay of the law, and that's the way it is. I'm not some. Yeah, he's you know, not rogue, secret agent. Yeah. Right, exactly. And um, and he does tell him like, I know what you did with. At the Marine Research Center, there's that's freaking. There was an anonymous, dead. yeah, anonymous tip. Like. Yeah, and uh, Hawkins tells him he's in over his head, and then he needs to be done with digging into this whole investigation. So that's when we get that whole thing of, um, this is a big pivotal moment because this is when he runs into his guys. So who's that older British guy? That's um, M. Oh, so that's M. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Um, I bet you there's people that watch Bob movies that are like this guy's <laughs> Oh yeah, so but so, I just didn't know. Okay, yeah. so that's M. Okay, so it's cool. M. That's his. That's Bond's boss. And there's a oh. little. There's a kind of a funny fake out actually. Um, when they're walking, when they walk, escort Bond in. Like some, they're like someone. You know, come on, someone's gonna see you. And um, the first thing you see is someone's hand and like a white cat walk by. And that's the way they set up with like Blofeld in the earlier movies. The white oh. cat in it, and it's like I. It was just it, again. It's one of those moments where like. I, there's no way they didn't do it intentionally, but like yeah. you know, it's such a you know that was never this movie. Like so, I, exactly. thought, I thought it was a nice little nod, but like little nod. So yeah, basically M is there because Bond was supposed to have been. A, yeah, he was. Yeah, Bond was supposed to be on another mission. <laughs> yes, he was he literally was. on a couple day vacation to go be to the wedding the man. and then yeah. get to work basically. Um, and you know, and. Uh, they yeah they have a confrontation where Bond quits, you know because he's gonna keep going and we. I do the... really like M's. I I don't know if this is this guy played M at any other yes. point. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's he he was the second M. So like, there was someone earlier, you know, for a couple movies, and then he's been M for the the bulk of the movies. Oh, cool. So yeah, so he's, he's one of the through lines. I like and how he, he tells them to. Uh, Spare me all the sentimentalities. Yeah, no, it's the sentimental <laughs> rubbish. Sentimental rubbish, yeah. Right. Uh, I just make up words. Uh, so. No, but well, but the best part though is because it's like he he basically says like, look, Felix, like Leiter knew what would he knew the risks. Like he is so yeah. cold and calculating, you know. And that is the way the business it should be. Well, and um, that's but. and and that's honestly the case that they're basically making is like look bond someone else will handle this like you are going off at this point like yeah. you're not you're not reliable you're not so like this. then do they try to kill him i was confused like do they have to yes. kill you if you get out so i don't know if they have to but like you because know. they knew he was gonna go and from do the some rogue shit i'm maybe? thinking from, I'm, I'm thinking from the guards perspectives like or the people because so basically like he he resigns uh, m kind of like doesn't accept the resignation totally but he just says like your license to kill has been revoked which is yeah. why 
So essentially like now you are liable for anything that happens to you. Like, like you, you don't have any kind of weird immunity. <laughs> like, um, yeah. and, and, um, Bond makes an, an Ernest Hemingway joke because this is the Hemingway house that they're filming at. Um, oh, okay. So when he says, I guess this is a farewell to arms while he's trying to hand in his gun and then he kicks the guy. So it's, oh, okay. yeah, you know, it's, but those are, those are M's people, right? I'm assuming they're M's, him? yeah, they're M's people. Um, maybe now, they're just trying to get him in his leg. I don't know. Yeah. Or my, just... my thought, or my thought is like, they don't maybe know exactly what the conversation was this guy yeah. is clearly a rogue agent who just looks like he kind of attacked people and is trying to escape uh, okay okay cool um, cool so because i was like man don't these people go way back like that's rowdy man it's like oh now you're yeah. out so i gotta kill your ass like yeah but and I, and, 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 M, and, and, and m holds them off which it seems like you kind of feel like that was m being kind of a little emotional like yeah. you know like because it was definitely like you you really feel like m is doesn't he can't he can't condone what bond's doing but i don't think he necessarily is against what bond's doing yeah. it's, it's again it's that weird like it's he's part of he's an institutionalist he has to continue on with this and so like he could have put a stop to it he could have yeah encouraged them to wing him encouraged uh, everyone to go after him or whatever, but he calls it off. He's just like, don't. Yeah, he don't pretty shoot. much lays off of him and lets him go do his rogue. And then stuff, they never, yeah. Do. And then they never try to like. No, not really. No, um, I so. yeah, I don't think so. And um, then we get a bunch of like Bond on boats. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He keeps going on Crest's boat, and uh, Crest is drunk as hell, and he's being just reckless, and which actually helps because Bond gets onto his vessel. Yes. and um is able to sneak on and basically his job here is to just mess up the operation um in yeah. which he's very successful at um it's a really dope scene because yeah. uh bond, man, it unfolds this is and this is another interesting thing because like i feel like this movie is bond doing almost more espionage than it is like crazy stunts yeah because of much of what's going to happen in you know for the next like almost until the the major like climactic battle is a lot of like bond is like messing with people he's pitting people against each other yeah he's and it's really, really cool impact yeah it is really cool um and, and i think what makes him get so like like just another notch pissed is the fact that he runs into kitana yep and kitana's telling him you got to stop here while you're good and they don't really know who you are because it's only going to get worse but he sees her as like someone that could be um possibly uh possibly someone that can help him and mm -hmm. also like maybe he can help her too because she's she's kind of brainwashed with the whole thing that sanchez has done to her there's even a part where she's like oh i just because he sees her whips um her scars yeah. in the back or her yeah you yeah know? and she's like oh i just i got him mad i messed up and yeah he's yeah. like no that's not the way it's supposed to be right yeah <laughs> that's that's fucked up and so then he goes to the window because she's in um she's actually in the same room she's in the room that crest actually it's like a, yeah it's, it's the like captain's a, quarters essentially yeah captain's like, quarters and he looks out the window and they killed sharky yeah, man got sharky yeah i was pissed and he's hanging with other sharks. Yes, they, they literally like have him like strung up. Like, I'm sorry, but I just couldn't. I just was like, wow, the movie decided to hang Sharky with other sharks. And then the guy, one of the guys, 
the scuba guys that got him is like, oh, look, can you believe his name is Sharky? Yeah. And they're like, oh, what a douchebag. Yeah, oh, like, he already did something awful, and then he somehow made himself worse. And he gets his comeuppance. Very fast. And, I, and again, that's, like, the merciless attitude of this movie that I love. It's, like, it, it, it's pure, pure, like, Dalton is, like, the only Bond actor, I think, that could really pull off, like, the, the pure anger of this. Like, because Connery, yeah. Connery can be intense, but Connery still always, like, was, like, seductively intense. Like, it's kind of that, like, you yeah. know, like, you always feel like he was kind of playing with you. And, like, but, like, when Dalton's going to kill someone, he's going to kill him. I oh, mean, yeah, for and, sure. And there's not. It's tense, dude. Yeah, because he comes out, he spears that he guy. He just grabs a harpoon gun. <laughs> yeah, harpoon gun just spears his ass, and that guy goes in. And then the next thing you know, he's able to intercept the, the big container that they use to exchange Coke and money. Yep, and he, which is he one start, of the subs. Yeah, one of yeah, those little it's subs. it's one of these little sub vessel. And he starts ripping out the cocaine and ripping all of that shit out. And then once he gets out of there... He the, they they attack him, but he's able to survive. He gets on the plane, and this guy he is able to it, yeah. harpoon a plane yep. that's going. Yeah, water hydro, like a hydroplane or whatever, right? Yeah, or the, whatever. Yeah, where it's on water and then it takes off, and yeah, he's, he's and, in a harpoon to ski. <laughs> yes, and he yes, he's holding on the harpoon, and he's water skiing. He somehow just defies physics and is able to to go he faster up to it yep yep yeah, yeah sure, he catches <laughs> up to it puts on his super patas like flintstone style i guess and yep. it's just yabba dabba does his way out of that fucking helicopter yep. or the airplane he knocks one guy out yeah that guy's gone then he has to deal with the pilot and he knocks his ass out with a big brick of money <laughs> like, or yes. like the, the yeah he like just hits him with it <laughs> it's amazing it a dummy and drop right you know, out of the plane and uh, after that, you know, Bond is doing all right because now he's got a shitload of money. And yep. that is actually going to be a big factor for the rest of the movie. Yeah. He uses this money um, right. to, to help him basically make an impact right away once he goes and, and eventually gets to Sanchez. But in between. Yeah, it's like $4 million, I think. I think he's yeah. got $4 million. <laughs> It's a shitload of money right away. And, and that's a lot of 1989. destroyed all of the drugs. So Yeah. Like, he made quite the uh, uh, I'm the sure keeper. The, the marine life um, was doing great. Oh yeah, they partied all night for like until the <laughs> <Yeah>. next day. <laughs> he just stabs bags of coke into water. He's just like, oh Jesus. Yeah, that's like, why they don't talk about Ariel in the '80s. She was bad, dude. She. Was, yeah, that's right. She got hooked. That's that's why Ursula was so angry. <laughs> like, yeah, man. She's she coming needed, down. <laughs> she needed a fix. So, uh, so then uh, after all that. Bond goes back to Felix's place, and you remember that disc that you mentioned earlier yep. in that picture frame, and that's how he finds out about that woman that was in the room. She's a DEA informant, Pam Bouvier. Bouvier, Bouvier. it's uh, Marge Simpson's uh, maiden name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, and it's like right around the same time, so I don't know which one. I mean, I doubt they had anything to do with each other, but like it's funny because so it's Marge rabid. Bouvier, Pam Bouvier. Uh, <laughs> And uh, he sees that there's a there was a meeting that was scheduled for them to to um, rendezvous, both Felix and her. So he goes and he ends up meeting up with her, and he comes into this dope ass jet ski. Yeah, and it is yeah, uh, quite the bar. Yeah, he just um he he valets his speedboat. So cool. <laughs> Which I, I again I get that 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 happens, but like it does just seem so 
<laughs> weird. So <laughs> ridiculous. It's like, please, can you put it in this spot here? Here's yeah. some extra money. And they're just, yeah, they're at a, like a seaside pub, essentially, with yeah. like... Chicks yeah, I mean, dancing. Yeah, one. <laughs> I think one. <laughs> one like, or, yeah, there's one or two. Yeah. yeah one or two. Uh, yeah, he eventually runs into Pam, and they talk, and she, you can already tell she's a badass. She's got yeah. this, like, giant shotgun ready to go. Yeah, cause she yeah, she kind of mocks up. his little gun. Yeah, like, she's like, tisk tisk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's... You're in America, man. Um, I can't remember. Her name is, like, uh, the actress' name is, like, is it Carrie Lowell or, Lowell or something? She, you'd, you know, it's she's another one of those people that you recognize oh, her yeah, from, Carrie you know. Lowell. Yeah, um... But she she's another like really welcome addition in this movie. Like I feel like there's only like one or two moments that I wish they hadn't. You know I wish they'd done away with because like she is in so many pretty much every way like Bond's equal. I mean she's not she's badass. Yeah, yeah she's awesome and 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 in, in an unforced way. Like not in like a way where it's like the big deal like oh bond is finally like someone of his skill like, like it's it's honestly just like yeah i don't know it feels very unforced she's like, confident it, yeah, it's yeah. Not, they're not trying too hard it's just like you can tell that she knows her shit and and yeah. she's been trained specially trained and all that yeah. and so but we do get into that after this part because um benicio comes through because they know who she is they know who she is yeah. yeah then they don't know who the hell this bond guy is and they go back and forth, and freaking crazy ass uh, fight breaks out because they try to kill them. Yeah, and the, one, the one guy that's with Benicio is just like creepily staring at Bond oh God, the entire time. So creepy. Dude. He doesn't say anything. That's like He's... the guy that when I used to take the bus a lot, I just oh, did not God. look at him directly in the yeah, eye. Yeah, seriously. Like, it, I feel like we've all been stared at like that by someone, and yeah. you just wonder, like, is this? what they had in mind for us like were yeah, they really because like, like terrifying he, he just doesn't take his eyes off of him and it's just oh yeah I, and this is the fight y'all with the um with the marlin uh, their guy oh. uses a marlin because basically once they start fighting the whole oh, bar fights dude it turns into it becomes roadhouse this is a yeah it's, it's roadhouse kind of meets like popeye though like, yeah like popeye do you remember like popeye had like this same set and yeah. it was it was that classic thing where it's like someone throws a punch someone else throws a punch and then suddenly before you know it like everyone's fighting yep um i had a good time with it um yeah it was awesome it's a lot of time and i love that the dancing girls are so dedicated to their well, craft that they one, kept dancing she uh, and, and, no matter what but, but the best part is she looks scared but, but she just can't she help. She won't stop. It yeah, is. she won't stop. She, she's like, "Hey, I'm on my shift. All right, no. I can't stop until the night is over." And you also get the feeling like she's. This is probably not that unusual. Like, yeah, she's like maybe a little violence. more intense, but like, yeah. there's no way that this place fights haven't broken so, out like constantly. Pam blows a hole into the wall. Bond gets out. Gets a on perfect it. circle hole. Like that was perfect. Oh, it's hilarious. It was so good. And uh, she ends up getting Benicio shoots her in the back. But, of course, she's got a bulletproof vest yeah. on, Kevlar. And then they have, like, this weird uh, this dick the, vagina measuring contest. Yeah, they just the yell at each I, other. I, I, I hate how the scene ends. And I know it's, like, because this... It, it feels ends, forced. It ends... Yeah, this feels like a moment where, like... So, she's been super strong, confident, going 
toe-to-toe with Bond. And because it's a James Bond movie, like, so their gas tank was shot. Or like, yeah. And so they they're out of gas and they're they're basically stranded more or less. And um, he like she goes from like super hard ass like equal to like charmed by him, and they clearly like sleep together in this boat. Yeah. And I I really like in any other Bond movie like I, you just expect those moments, and it, this is the one time where I'm like, man, I wish they hadn't done that. Then they and then the, the the cherry topping is they do the hunk if you're horny. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like he like butts her, literally butts her up against the horn, and, and yeah, it, she's it, like, oh. It kind of it's one of those moments where you feel like this was like a scene in like a a, a much earlier draft of the script. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. some and either like a producer said like no we need Bond like because and I should say like in talking about like the history you know like about Bond like one of the other rules that Dalton had coming in beyond like being more serious is he expressly wanted Bond um, at least per movie to be like a one woman man like so um, which at the time was very progressive yeah it was a whole different vibe yeah. <laughs> um, you know like so like the idea for like Dalton was like maybe okay um, so like in Living Daylights it was like okay you got the pre-credits like action scene and it kind of like ends um with him meeting a woman mm-hmm. but then the rest of that movie is like the sister from the wonder years um, okay is his only girl and and that's very unlike you know because that you know because it became the punchline for the bond movies is every woman that bond came across like you know like came like met it was like okay within seconds it was clearly you know yeah he was having sex with her so you know the idea was like yeah and and so with Living Daylights, the first Dalton movie, like they very much stuck to that formula. And this they stray and and, and and those are the notes that I feel like are kind of sour in this one. Um Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of plays you know, he plays a little bit with her heart too, yeah. um with Pam's heart. But the whole part purpose of the scene is he convinces her to take him to Isthmus. Um, right, yeah. And, she's a uh, pilot. She's a pilot, and they they go back and forth and barter over the money, and they decide yeah. the amount. I think it's like seventy five thousand or something. So yeah, because <clears throat> yeah. yeah, he needs to get to where like basically it's a city that San- Sanchez runs it. Sanchez owns. Yeah, that's it. like Sanchez. That yeah, that's uh, Sanchez's uh, town right there. Because there's he, even like a great joke about when the president comes to meet Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Like he is just running this this place, and um, and we do go, we do touch at the UK agency yep. once. One scene. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, I think M talks to. I guess that is that. That's money. Penny. Money penny. Yeah. So yeah, it's the secretary that is, you know, the unrequited like Bond is her unrequited love. Like you know, he he will uh, sleep with it's everyone. Like pepper but, pots. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And and it's funny because actually like I one of my favorite um, jokes in the show The Critic that that uh, John Lovitz cartoon yeah, is um, 
they they have a joke about Sean Connery like you know like having like uh, Thanksgiving dinner with his parents and his parents are treating him like he's James Bond and asking him when is he going to settle down with Money Penny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this random thing, but yeah. So it's <laughs> funny. And in this scene is great. Just I mean, one, it's nice to you get back to the the office, you know, and you kind of see that like Money Penny's keeping tabs on Bond, and yeah. M is not stopping her. He's being he's he's being like a British father, right? Like it's that classic like yeah. So um, and it sets up that like she calls Q Branch, which you know for anyone that watches the movies knows. Okay, well we're gonna get gadgets like, but but we don't necessarily know yeah. where that's going at that point. But yeah. we know that they do know where he is. So yeah, because like, I think even M mentions that he's gonna. He's going after Sanchez. He, he's gonna, yeah, and he said that he's gonna alert his man in Isthmus, but I don't think that really comes up. Oh yeah, he does. He does yeah, come up. He does because yeah, that yeah. guy does come around. Yeah, um, yeah, because there's yeah. a because because Bond kind of fucks up their their plans and yeah, way, he like. and I think that's the whole point of this whole movie is the fact that sometimes you need to put. The, right. your whole revenge yeah um you know you, sometimes you got to put that on a hold and there's really a bigger think, picture yeah and you think about the bigger picture of what's going on because i mean i think m expressly says that and then you know later someone else will say that too which like and, and actually no um pam even says it to him later like this is bigger than your personal revenge vendetta like, yeah 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 and being bond is i mean again he's he's so laser focused like yeah because ba basically you know we get him putting money in the bank. He goes to the casino. He's a <laughs> big baller. The, the people just bring in the suitcases of money. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, holy shit. Like, right away he comes in and makes a big splash. Yeah. yeah. And it's all because he wants to get the uh, the attention of, of, of Sanchez. Because Sanchez owns the bank and the casino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is... You gotta love it. Yeah. And, uh, and he, to because he's making such big bank playing, I think it's um Black... Blackjack is that what he's playing? Uh, I'm trying to yeah, remember what he's playing. Yeah, but it's like it's like multiple games at once, though. Yeah, right? like, he's I, like fucking doing some kind of crazy shit. Like you would think you would need multiple yeah, like arms. Right, it's like you're <laughs> betting one against another. Yeah, but it's he's he because he, he asks for a private table. Yeah, because he so wants he to be seen. Bank. Yeah, yeah, and this is also um, he's doing what uh, Vince Vaughn thinks they're doing in Swingers. That's right. Yeah, like like they're they're you know like flashing cash around that they don't really want to spend, like in hopes like to get the pit boss to come over and comp them things. It's like yeah, what what Vince Vaughn thought they were doing is exactly what Bond is doing here, which yeah, is he is pimp. making sure that no one misses him. Like, and this is uh, around the time where we finally run into that tiny mustachioed Wayne Newton. Yes. Uh, he plays a uh, professor Joe Butcher. Uh, he's a televangelist, and um, basically he uh, he's a cover up uh, a cover up for for their whole scheme of of what they're doing and manufacturing all the cocaine and stuff. And he also what it looks like he tells buyers how yes how so, much the coke's going to cost per kilo. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah. So he's we see him doing like a telethon. And in yeah. the way they talk about, like, in telethons where they're like, look, if, you know, uh, if we could just, you know, if you guys could just give us, you know, $2,000. And they start throwing out these very specific numbers. And he's tying those numbers to, like, very specific areas of, like, the country. So it's, like, such and such New York, like, the, you know, like, and then he says a number. And 
for like the people that know what they're watching that's their like message like okay yeah. we're we're buying from sanchez and it's this much for our region and um yeah um, and that's why wayne newton um are the 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 reverend or preacher whatever he is that's why he makes a little bit of money because some people just believe that it's legit and right, so they well, send money right because it's funny like because <laughs> this is the why so this this role professor joe butcher is he's a tell he's like 80s televangelist to like the to the t right yeah. but it they they you know they're careful like it, it's a meditation institute so it's kind of new agey it's not yeah, it expressly it almost kind of looks like the handmaid's tale at certain points yeah. like it feels like a cult yeah it's no it's it's a cult like we know yeah. that it's a cult right yeah but like but it turns out that like he is actually not necessarily i mean he he clearly knows like he's corrupt but it seems like he's a useful tool like he he seems more or less like like he believes what he's doing he's I just think it's yeah i think it's a little bit of um he's he bought into his own he's bought into his yeah own. to his own sauce because i think yeah. what happens is probably originally just to cover up he's just doing because they, they even say that sanchez and yeah. uh alex keaton who i ca i call him alex keaton it's the it's, nerdy it, accountant guy yeah it's, it's it's michael j fox from family ties if he was a <laughs> drug dealer's assistant it's, it's it's all like numbers and you know it's it, 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 yeah it, he might as well just be saying reaganomics 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 yeah he's Reaganom you know that's it like that's yeah that's why i skipped most of that shit but yeah he right, does right. say he does he is the numbers guy of but the they basically say sure. like that guy says when they're giving a tour of like the drug facility later it's like this started as like you know we you know yeah you know professor joe's a good guy like we you know it started totally as like a front operation like you yeah. know money laundering operation yeah. but he turns a tidy profit on his own so it's like i i feel like he probably got to his head a little bit because you have yeah. people calling you and bringing you money and telling you how much they love you. And but, like, there's you. no interaction with him and, like, Sanchez directly. No, like, there isn't. You feel maybe like... They, maybe they filmed some, well, but... Right, yeah, but Sanchez loves isn't. him. Like, because yeah. well, he's watching, he's got this... With an uh, iguana on his shoulder. A diamond, <laughs> like, an iguana with a diamond... A diamond uh, necklace. Necklace for an iguana, anyways. Uh, yeah, which and we he's do like, see him kiss at some point, yeah. which is... Uh, I, dude, you know so there's got to be some great cutting room footage. Jesus of Just, like, just iguana stuff? That, just him <laughs> talking to that iguana. <laughs> Like I, I seriously want like B-roll footage of Davi in an iguana. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's got to be insane. But um, but yeah, it's <laughs> but it's funny. This is Wayne Newton's, and this is so crazy because it's like he's not a villain. I mean, he's working with the villains, but there's no like necessarily like direct, you know, that he's in on any of like the super shady stuff. Like yeah, you know, not really. Yeah, I think um, I think yeah, he's definitely just a pawn in the full scheme yeah, he, of things but he's a yeah pawn that loves like the 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 luxury like that's yeah. the, you know he is you know he's you know when you see his bedroom later like you're like okay yeah oh this yeah guy. but like he's enjoying it he's enjoying but it's it. such a weird role like for Wayne. yeah it is a weird i mean i haven't seen a lot of wayne newton stuff but it is odd um they could have put a lot of different people in that but i still think he it was fun he's no he's fantastic he's kind of uh it's it's really 
quite comedic. I mean, honestly, part. the nice thing is, like, since I saw this movie when I was, you know, like in middle school and stuff, like, you know, that being Wayne Newton did not register with me. Like, I had no. Yeah, it wouldn't have registered with me. Either. So yeah, I Wayne just thought Newton's, like way beyond our time. Right? Yeah, yeah. But so for me, it's like. And, and even if I knew the name, like, say, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off type thing, right? Like, I would never yeah. be able to associate what he looked like. So it's like, yeah, I for so for a long time, I was like, dude, I, this guy's great. Like, whoever he, you know, and then it's yes. like, Wayne Newton, really? Like, yeah, that's him. Who would have thunk it? Um, so uh, I do like the fact, so once, um after a while, when Dalton's getting too hot on the, on the, on the table... They bring in Katana to kind of throw off the game. Yeah, he's winning. Sure, he, he's yeah, just cleaning he's winning up. big money. And Sanchez, it's 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 just a ploy because it's it's distracting. All of a sudden, there's a very beautiful yeah, Puerto Rican yeah, woman. Yeah, uh, Sanchez has no idea that in front of they, you. Yeah, he has no idea. Yeah, no, it looks like he probably has done this in the past to throw off big money makers. Right? Because yeah, yeah, this is like gotta be a go-to move. Because we and we should say like while Bond was the one that hooked the plane in the beginning, Sanchez never saw Bond. Yes, yeah, like he, he never saw, saw him. Felix, but, but like the only times that like Sanchez would have seen any of the people that were pursuing him. Um, Bond was stuck at the helicopter because Felix wouldn't let yep. him get it. So that was a nice little move. Um, exactly. That's so, why he's basically able to. Um, well, I mean, we get the we get. The, I, I'm not sure if it has to be in every movie or not, but even I know about it. Is the whole he tells Pam, Pam to get him a dry martini. Oh yeah, yeah, that stirred, yeah. But right. he says it in the most like kind of not cool way. Like yeah. it's like in this most dickhead way. Well, yeah, because at this <laughs> he point he wants to talk Pam, to Kitana. Yeah, right. Because at this point, Pam is he. Under, uh, if she's going to stick around, which because he's tried to get rid of her, like once yeah, he, she's persistent. But now she's like his secretary. Is the way the cover? Yeah, um, and she hates that. Secretary. But, yeah, but he basically says like we're south of the border. Like, yeah, it's traditional here. Yeah, there's no like, and you know, um, she did get like a makeover and stuff. So now, like, yeah, bon- she comes in looking sharp as a needle. Like she looks really cool. I mean, she looked good before, anyways. So it's, yeah, like, it's kind <laughs> but- of one of those funny things where it's now like she looks like an executive like lawyers like i don't know she, like, <laughs> she looked more like an executive secretary before her makeover now she yeah, looks like an assassin like, yeah <laughs> like dope. you know but like, like and uh he cool. uh and she she like is kind of like thrown off by that but she's like you know what fine whatever because at first she's like i could just go get i can get someone to get us that he's like yeah no, give me the yeah it was clear that he was purposely getting rid of because rid of her at that yeah point. this is the first time i noticed shang Tsung hanging out in the background yep <laughs> <laughs> i was like hey, hey that's shang Tsung. i wonder if he's gonna say anything yeah uh, and eventually he that does, guy's but, awesome uh, I, I love him yeah i love that guy and uh so then he he gets with he corners katana he, they're talking and he's like take me over to france i want to speak to him and she's like are you freaking insane dude right i think she says are you local yeah, she, yeah, yeah. That was it was such. Like, I like that. A, it's such a standout moment because, like, the the her dialogue at that point comes through. Like, I mean, not yeah, that she's, she's not just, that she's hiding it or like, yeah. she's not doing anything else, but like, it's like she hit that like with that moment. It was like, yeah, it, yeah, it was. Crazy. That was the first time she was informal with him because before she was yeah. just being very straightforward and yes. giving very short stuff to like short lines to him yeah so she does take him up there and this is when we get our whole bond and Fran, uh, yep. franz uh meet up this weird conversation i maybe i'll pay, play a little bit of it but yeah it is a strange one but one of my favorite fun. lines of this yeah because because 
Now, and it's a little different than other Bond movies, because in other Bond movies, usually when you get this moment of, like, kind of the weird cordial but, like, loaded conversation, like, it's beyond suspicion. Like, even the villain really knows who Bond is. And in this case, that's not it. Like, yeah. like Franz doesn't know who this guy is. Like, he he knows the guy showed up on a plane with $4 million in cash. Yeah. And... And has a weapon and didn't try to hide that he had a weapon. He got patted down, like, and his passport is, you know, like, thorough. Like, I mean, it's, it, you know, um, and, yeah. you know, they're kind of having this little bit of a tense conversation. And uh, um, Bond does one of the best uh, lines when he uh, refers to himself or, uh, like, he helps people with their troubles. And Franz goes, oh, like a problem solver. And. Bond says, uh, more like a problem eliminator. <laughs> and, like, yeah. it's just, I love that line. I love it's, that one too. Um, he delivers it so well too. I, I love that. Well, travel, man. We did all right at the tables tonight. I had the feeling my luck was about to change. Well, he's a wise gambler. Who knows when his luck has run out? Why this? And my business should prepare for the unexpected. And what business is that? I help people with problems. Problem solver. I'm more of a problem eliminator. It's just cocky enough, like... Yeah, because he's up. trying to... I mean, it is kind of... It's like flexing, you know? You're trying yeah. to show them that, you know, you got you got what it takes. You're someone that can make a big he's, splash. He's trying to, to like basically offer. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to offer some sort of service to to Franz if he, he wanted he, it. Bas yeah, basically, <laughs> he's trying to like without any direct like dropping anything directly. He's trying to like say like I can be useful to you. Trying to get in his good graces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he could be useful for him. And but then he actually is really smart this whole time because the whole time he's talking. Um, he's sizing he's scoping up out, the room. Yeah, he's sizing up the room, figuring out what everything's made out of the glass. Because he does mention after this whole thing, he mentions the Pam. Like that thing is like super thick. I'm gonna need a damn fucking cannon to get right. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're in Franz's office and yeah. slash like meeting room, and yeah, Bond notices that it's armor light. Like the yeah. so like yeah, it's a big, nice, wide open window, but like there's nothing that's gonna. It's gonna know, have to be strategic. Yeah, you know, for and him to um, get through there. And that's a cool moment because, you know, at first you're, like, thinking, like, Bond has no plan. And you realize it's, like, well, because he's not thinking in terms of, like, a long plan. He just, he really, his only goal at this moment was to get in that office. Yeah. To his, scope it uh, out. Yeah, exactly. That's why he's Which being he kind of vague. Like, yeah. about, like, oh, I could be useful to you, but it's not. Um, he's just really trying to get them to talk so he could he could get some he, more. Input. Yeah, he's trying to figure out. Yeah, and we, we do meet, um, we've probably seen him before, but, like, um, like uh, the um, Sanchez has um, like uh, high school. Oh, the colonel. High or? school. Um, well, like a high school gym teacher henchman Heller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like colonel the, Heller looks like a gym teacher. Yeah, he's like, supposed to be this big shot military guy. Right, apparently. Yeah, you kind of feel like he was like he, they're setting him up to be like he was like the secretary of defense or something at some point. Yeah, and like yeah, uh, or something. Yeah, but like something he, like that. He, Totally just looks like like he taught gym in like Iowa. Like it's just it's a weird like 
And so well, after this, we finally get to meet Q. I, I yep. loved meeting Q because um, that guy awesome. was really awesome. Yes, I love him. I love all the gizmo stuff. I love the camera stuff. And um, he has such a good rapport with every Bond. You know, because, I mean, up through Brosnan, uh, he passed away before Daniel Craig. So, but like he was, he used the through line. So he was wow. Connery, Lazenby, um, Moore and Dalton and Brosnan, um, so he was consistent throughout. And that uh, is amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. So like, like yeah, they kind of because when they when him Bond and Pam get back to the hotel, it's like oh you're you'll be good. To, the guy at the desk was like yeah you'll be glad to know your uncle. I let him in your room. Yeah, right? so and they're like super suspicious. suspicious. Yeah, and yeah, of course it's a nice little punchline. It's it's Q and uh, <laughs> Bond almost kills his little old man. Yeah, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Pushes him down to the ground. But Q's Q, like, I'm okay. I'm just, he's done dusting himself well, off. Q, seriously, Q has like both like the the lovable old man and like the like no time for your shit. Like he yeah. in equal measure. Like doesn't waste a lot of time. He does not waste a lot of time. Speaks fast too. But he's also just like whatever. Like cool. Like yeah. you know. Like he's so great. That and, gizmo uh, scene. I was just like fucking trying to pay attention because it's like she's saying so many things so quickly he's like and you're like, like, and well, in, in, in most of the time like his scenes are meant to be kind of like a little bit of comic relief like yeah and, that's and what you felt that and it's sure. telling that like in the later brosnan movies like when he was getting much older they had um john cleese come in as his assistant okay yeah, um, yeah. smart and then, um, and then when that guy passed away, um, for like I think the last Brosnan movie, um, uh, John Cleese took full over, like you know, took the role over totally. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, so you you know, if you think that like John Cleese was like a good like like made sense, then you kind of get like what they're going for. Yeah. Which is, like, no, I like it. It's um, that very Britishy humor. You know, uh, I love it. And it, but it's also um, it's it's in this movie in particular it is really he becomes you know since bond is like almost one note in terms of just a vengeance 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 like um q kind of helps remind you that like how human bond is and that like bond does actually like you know he has affection for people because right yeah. now we're not seeing i mean we know he does for felix because of the mission that he's on but like you know in this moment like they quickly fall into like q and bond quickly fall into like a um very f- family-like yeah for um, sure yeah um, there is definitely a relationship there that's been for, there for a long time like and, he knows bond better than pretty much anybody and else. we should say um when we saw Money Penny earlier and she was calling Q Ranch, um, this is not, once again, Q's not here officially. Like, this, he was on, he took leave. Like, he heard from Money Penny. Yeah. And he took, so that also tells you, like, took a risk to get out there. Yeah, yeah. This How is, the hell he travels with all them gizmos and fucking, I guess and, because they look, they don't look like anything. Right. That could be the only thing. And you've got <laughs> to like, imagine he's, fuck? yeah. But like this guy's got like bomb toothpaste. Sanchez probably doesn't um, have his uh, this island locked down as well as he thinks he does because oh, he's let too, a couple yeah. spies in. You're like. right. Yeah, he, he's not really paying attention <laughs> to who's coming right. in and out. You know that's but um, but we, one of the weirdest visual gags in this movie. So Pam eventually comes in because she was waiting in the hall, and then they introduce 
And we get one of the best lines from Q, which is since it's like uh, Bond says, like, oh, Pam, this is my Uncle Q. Q, this is my cousin, Pam. And the way that Q introduces himself, he's like, oh, we must be related. <laughs> like, it was just... Yeah. Um, but she's fun. picking up, like, the different, like, things. And she's got, like, this old Polaroid camera. Yep. And she's and, like, say cheese. <laughs> and, and it's a laser and an x-ray. Because, yeah. like, when the... It, yeah. it, it, it like blows a hole through or like it burns a hole through like the present the portrait of the president in the hotel room yep and then when the picture comes out it's bond and q like as through an x-ray and you're like what what was this and like, why would you need an x-ray for i guess i don't know to see if someone has something like but it's a lethal <laughs> yeah i don't know that was interesting that was interesting um and i i do like the fact that um you know they i think after that then that's when he starts getting ready to um yeah so to q, do his plan uh bond is ready. conveniently or not convenient like so all of the gizmos are disguised to be like unassuming um yeah. for traveling but one of the things he has is um, dentonite toothpaste. So it's basically it's plastic explosive or plastic explosive. And that shit comes in handy for it, Right. Which is, you know, again, it feels like Q knew more. Like more yeah, it's what, like he knows what he's going to need. Right. Which I guess does, is kind of, yeah. And he does blow. So he blow, he does eventually blow up the big old window where Franz is having his um, Can I, uh, uh, big old let, meeting thing. Yeah, sorry. Oh, go ahead. But, uh, I just have to say, like, my absolute favorite moment in this movie, like, just, yeah. and it's it's completely unrelated. I mean, is um, the end of the scene with Q. So, like, um, it, you know, like, oh, like we're going, yeah, we're going to sleep, and, like, Pam takes the, like, the main bedroom, and Q immediately walks to, like, the room, the, like, the part that has, like, the two twin beds or whatever. Yeah. And I love so much that Q tests which one is softer and then chooses one before bond gets the chance to choose it <laughs> or firmer or whatever it's like i so bond is kicked out of the master yeah <laughs> and is beaten to the punch by q who checks which bed he would prefer before. i mean he is the senior citizen i mean he should get the better bed but totally. it is a really funny scene but it's yeah. such I a great about that because it's such like an old man thing to do yeah, just like oh, i'll take this one and i just love it and then like in, in that's Bond, not how q sounds by the way no, yeah. I, well, that's not you that's not are you saying that's not your quick impression because uh, oh, hello i'm q <laughs> Yeah, you're just making me think that Marlon Brando's playing Q, <laughs> <laughs> which would be a whole different movie. But like, oh, that would have still been fun, though. But yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, I, I had to cycle back to that because yeah. I just I that moment cracks me up so much. <laughs> and it's uh, weird because Bond, is, you know, this is another one of those moments where Bond is kind of the punchline. You know, it's, it happens a couple times in this movie where it's like. He, you know, because Bond has to leave that scene going. I hope you don't snore, Q. It's like he's yeah. not getting to bed the woman, like which is, I think the thing. It's like why that earlier scene on the boat between didn't Pam really and work. Bob, yeah, it feels so false. Shoehorned in. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, I get it. Like, because she's seen Lupe at this point and seen that like he kind of brushed her off. Like, yeah, you know, I. But it's like that's I, Kitana, everybody for you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I kept calling her Kitana in the notes, and so, but yes, her name is it Lupe. Took, it movie. took me so long to catch what her name even was. I don't. It's only yeah, said it says like, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. But but like I I feel like you know Pam. Then, has a oh yeah, because at that point she saw him talk to her. So yeah, she's a little bit more. Because because that's when because he sends her away. Him. Yeah, yeah. So she was a little pissed off at him. So that was kind of her way of like this is for you being a dick at the right. casino. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so yeah, I just um. It's a good time, though. I mean, yeah. It's kind of what he deserves. Oh, so totally. So he, he blows up the big-ass window. We, um, meet, we, we do meet the president. Um, the president comes in. He's like, yo, uh, what's up with my check, bro? It's, <laughs> like, it's only half the It's amount. only half of what I get. And <laughs> and so Sanchez is pissed because he's like, hey, you were quiet while I was right. you know, when I got, after I got arrested. Yeah, basically, he 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 needed you know he was looking for that like cover of like Something. there's nothing wrong with this guy like you yeah. guys are being aggressive Support. and um and sanchez my 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 favorite line of his is right there which um and it's all in davi's delivery which is he says remember you're only president for life and yeah. it's such a threat like because you know president for life seems like a sweet gig and then you realize you're like oh wait but life can yeah. uh, end really quick really especially if i'm dealing ends. with yeah and it's criminal it's the perfect like threatening charming line so but yeah yeah and so at, uh, in between all this um Sanchez does agree to take Shang Tsung and the rest of the. Uh, he has a bunch of like Asian investors there. Yes, um, they're using the the word they used in the eighties, which is oriental. But um, yep. they're Asian rugs. investors. Yeah, exactly. And um, they he agrees to take him to the distribution center, and like right away, um, glasses is all like freaking out about it. The accountant guy. Yeah, Alex and, Keaton um, doesn't like it. Yeah, he doesn't like it, and we'll figure out why he he was. I think that's why he's so mad at the end of the film because he's like, if you just listen to me, right? Uh, well, again, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like he's not wrong. He's just an ass. Like you just hate him. Like yeah, he's just an annoying he, dickhead. Right. Yeah. He's there just strictly for business. He's not there to go have some beers with friends and shit, you know? Right. And so then um, Q drops off Bond, and Bond tells him... There's, like, multiple times where yeah, Bond, Bond keeps, keeps trying to get Q rid of everyone. And, yeah, he keeps telling Q and Pam, I don't need... Like, y'all, thank you for your help. I don't need you anymore. I can do this alone. And so he tells Q to just go to London, it, and he's going to wrap up the operation. You it kind of makes me wonder, like... Because, you know, Bond is not lacking in self-confidence, but, like... At a point, like, with the amount of times he keeps trying to say, okay, you're done, go, like, it makes you wonder, like, it was in the character, was, you know, Dalton thinking, like, playing it as, like, Bond doesn't think he's going to survive this? Or at least that's where he's willing to go. It could have been that or the fact that he knew it was a rogue assignment. And, and that he's endangering so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it would be harder, I think, to... to like, I mean, imagine a little old man dying well, for your own personal vendetta. Like, right. he doesn't even know really a problem. I mean, he probably knows who Felix is. I mean, is, he's going to feel guilty him. pretty soon, too, because I mean, he's going to get a couple other people killed that... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like... Um, yeah, no, it's just... It, but it, it, it it's almost done enough that it's funny it's like every it's like one scene like they're all working together the next scene bonds like he's like okay, okay i'm done with y'all you can go <laughs> yeah yeah and, and it's just i, I yeah it's <laughs> it's really weird yeah it's really uh, weird uh so then uh eventually bond is like he's got like the little camera gun yeah, um, he set up the plastic looks dope by the way the... he yeah no no this whole thing where he uh 
Um, he's got like the rappelling. Um, yeah, he rappels down. Uh, it's all hidden in the cummerbund of his like suit. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> it's great. Um, so crazy. Yeah, and then he goes like across from like the casino to like a uh, building under construction. So now he's like snipe, you know, sniper set up. Uh, yeah. Um, and in this moment, like, so he's got Sanchez in his sights, but he's kind of scoping everything out, and he catches a glimpse of Pam. And Heller, the gym teacher. Yeah, very um, suspicious. Clearly engaged in, like, a negotiation. So it's like, you know. Something's going on. Right. So then he puts his attention back at Sanchez, and he says something like, look at the birdcage, bitch. L- or look something. At the bir- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just. Wait, I don't think that's what Bond would say. <laughs> no, but you, do you know what? Like. I want to now know if Dalton does cameo. I want to, <laughs> and if he does, I want to hire him to say that. Look at the bird, bird cage, cage bitch. bitch, because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I love it. No, yeah, but it's look at the birdie. <laughs> like oh, it's it's, look it's, at the, it's birdie. the it's the old photo photographer. Like look at the birdie. Like yeah, but like yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, no, no, no. <laughs> look at the bird cage. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of want Bond just to call Sanchez a bitch too. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Bond needs to throw out that bitch word every now. I think and then. you just thought you were watching a Stallone movie. <laughs> yeah, I just put in my own American lines in there. <laughs> and so, uh, right when he shoots, though, he gets interrupted by a fucking ninja, ninja which I did not expect <laughs> no. to happen. I he forget gets that just every beat time. The shit out of by yeah. these two ninjas. They just kick the shit out of him. They knock him out. Next thing you know, he wakes up in the middle of this hideout, and he's with the two ninjas, Shang Tsung, and this a uh, uh, British special agent guy. That that's the guy that we had heard M mention earlier. In the, yeah, the we movie. saw him briefly. Um, didn't we see him? Wasn't he? I, I know there was a part where a car kind of followed along, but yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, that's when we get but, our first kind right, of right. But yeah, this is the yeah, this is their man in Isthmus, basically. So Shang Tsung's pissed because he's actually part of Hong Kong narcotics, and he's been <laughs> planning this whole fucking shit to be able to get into the inner workings and, of the and, operation. In this whole movie, like the few times he's been on screen, he has been doing his best, like comical supervillain look. Yeah, like, yeah, you could have sworn he was. Uh, Right, he he looked like what Doctor No should look like in when you watch yeah. a James Bond movie, like the way he's, and, and so yeah, like you either think like this guy is gonna turn out to be like you know, a hidden bad guy, but you know something's up with him because he's something is different. Yeah, he but it turns out he's a good suspicious. guy. But yeah, he's a good guy, and the. The special agent's like, you know what? We gotta get you off of this damn island. Like, so he's gonna shoot up Bond with with a sedative, and Bond starts freaking out. But then, right at that very moment, yeah. so Bond, because of what like, happens, Sanchez yeah, I was gonna say this is crazy. actually kind of a cool, clever like scene because it's like you you can understand the leap that Sanchez makes when he comes in because essentially people that are on Bond's side have him like strapped down to a table and are you know injecting him with like sedatives like they, he yeah. looks like someone they are torturing or interrogating or yeah. they you know he really looks like um because it's a dark room and it's, it's a, a dark room. table yeah, yeah, it looks yeah, rough exactly. it looks like yeah, a yeah. Saw, it looks like a saw film scene no it like. totally is like when it cuts to the exterior <laughs> i was like what i'm like like i rented this from amazon like um me too and uh 
you have that quick moment where you're like, did, did they just cut to a different movie? Like, yeah, they're in a whole weird set. Like, I don't even know where they went. It's, it's like, how did the, Sanchez know where they were? Right, because he's got the whole army. You, I mean, you have to assume. Guess he had some eyes out. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think you maybe just chalk that up to like, well, I guess Sanchez runs everything, so like, yeah, they, you know. But like, um, yeah, so like Heller leads the army, and um, they come in like as if they're gonna fight Godzilla dude, or. Uh, some what, kind of superhero. Yeah, what were they like thinking they were going into? Because they brought like multiple tanks, multiple tanks, tons of men. It just—I was like, "Wait, what is happening?" Yeah, it's really kind and of confusing. And it's a fucking massacre, man. Yeah, <laughs> like holy shit. The first ninja dies the first time they shoot the tank cannon or whatever, and then um, they all start rushing in. They end up shooting um, Shang Tsung. Mm-hmm. They well, hey no well, no his wife or it's like his it's like his wife or whatever like is that his wife that's or, like, well because she's like crying when he died or uh, or is that someone else oh you mean no yeah the two ninjas were together for sure right okay but there's the she's one crying. woman there's the woman that oh, okay okay but it's not over him I, yeah no it's one, over the ninja the first ninja that's that right the first one because then she they goes, were definitely like, together she picks up the gun and like takes out she's, one of the soldiers yeah and dies like she dies fighting. She's, just gunned like yeah and the the, the eight special agent gets killed early on too with the big explosion just yeah. just basically gets blown away yeah and then shang soon gets interrogated but he bites a cyanide pill yeah. old school and just yeah. like dies and then you see bond just knocked out on the table <laughs> right well yeah because the the, the british agent um was he put I, that he, sedative in him yeah w- but wasn't he like slumped over bond because it yeah, was like the was. part of the ceiling fell and killed him yeah yeah, and, that's and right. so Bond is protected, um, Just and, enough. And, and that's when Sanchez sees him and basically assumes that like he remembers the conversation they had where he's like, "I could be useful to you." Exactly. And Bond plays that then basically is like, "Look, this is kind of what I was trying to warn you about. Like, they wanted me because I knew they were after you. Like, and this is yeah. how th- he starts doing the little like." Um, yeah, this is when this really comes into play where the whole thing where Bond takes advantage of this situation because now he can um, sort of play Sanchez into thinking he's working with him and at the same time start start fucking shit up and changing Sanchez's uh, mindset as to how yep. what's going on. Because he knows loyalty. Like yeah. loyalty is the, it, it is the thing that Sanchez wants the most. Yeah, and it becomes the biggest, you know, kind of weak spot too for him. Yeah, because um, Sanchez takes uh, Bond to his creepy ass uh, mansion with dude, creepy is, ass sculptures. <laughs> that is like, have you ever seen a mansion build out of cocaine? Because I have. Jesus now. Christ! Like, like, like everything was cocaine. Like that. That. Yeah, that's oh all God. that whole place was. Uh, to think that that place is probably an actual place. Like somebody oh, yeah, owns. I guarantee it was. Like it's amazing to me. I wouldn't even know what to do with all that. Um, I mean, like, you just get, like, like high-end, like, um, strung out just yeah. looking, like, at it. It's amazing, man. And uh, he talks to Sanchez, and this is when he finds out that the Wave Crest is coming tonight with Crest. Right. And so that automatically, Bond plant starts planting a seed um, about... What I think, uh, basically, Sanchez tries to ask Bond, like, what so, did they interrogate right. you about? What did they ask you and shit? Right, and 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 
one of the things that's um yeah basically and with the idea of the crest coming like now bond know like that crest knows who he is yes so yes. he needs to try to fix and, that situation and all of the money that bond has been using is technically sanchez's money or yeah. you know so this becomes that moment where it's like okay this cover only lasts as long as you know i can either keep crest away or yeah you know um so yeah. that's what he's going to turn to his advantage basically yeah. yeah and that that's what basically sets up the whole situation of sanchez not really trusting crest and then bond and q and pam break into the crest and they um they basically they replant the money they like, replant they, they, the money they take the money out of the bank <laughs> yeah take the money out of the bank the bankers the bank owners really i mean uh the main he's, guy he, he he's sad. Sad. yeah totally and, uh, they throw all the money in that in the pressure thing mm -hmm. in the pressure chamber thing uh which oh, will come man. into play yeah and uh and they get out in time and the already and they, sanchez tells his guys hey look around see if he's got yeah. a, a, look, tr uh, something you know this is money. this is a great thing because like they've played crest so perfectly like when you first meet him like he's shifty even though like there's no reason like he doesn't realize you know he had no reason to suspect that bond thought anything was up like he so you already know he's just like used car salesman -y. but like and then like i love the scene where like he's explaining to sanchez like exactly what happened in that crazy yeah, scene where Bond the truth, is, but it he's telling ridiculous. the truth, but it's, but because one, it's Bond that he's describing, which means he's doing insane things, but also he is such a creep in like sleazy dude that like, this sounds like the most far-fetched story. Yeah. And I love that. Making bullshit up. And that's such a great thing too, because it's like, it's, it is like Bond has perfectly played this. Like, yeah, it is awesome um, how it all works out for him, man. I was just like, holy shit, because when they get out... you understand Sanchez is... Because Sanchez is like, oh, he just like sprouted wings and flew. And, like, yeah, he's is, just like, like, I'm not tr trusting this shit. Dude. Yeah, it's like, this sounds like the worst, most outlandish story. And in that moment, one of the henchmen had seen the just <laughs> casually thrown in cash in the, yeah. the and just comes in and tells Sanchez, like, uh, yeah, basically, yeah, dude, we found the money. Yep, and uh, they take that very personal, and they throw him in that pressure room, and um, man, that is insane. They put the pressure up, and then he uses uh, a fire axe basically and just yeah. cracks it, or it decompresses so fast that his head pops. I guess I don't. His head just expands. It's like the Willy Wonka candy, yeah. uh, but he explodes. First, yeah, yeah, exactly. He kind of looks like Krang for a second. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Turtles, like Krang for a like, second. and then boom. It pops like a balloon, and it's even a balloon sound effect. Yeah, it is so messed up. It, it is, it's fairly, com maybe they made it comedic so it wouldn't feel so dark, Yeah, but I, it's I, pretty hilarious. Because you know they had the money to make the effect look better. It's not, you yeah. know what I mean? It's not like one of those things where, like, that's the, like, I feel like that was, like, probably a, um, a debate between, you know, director and studio, like director wanting to push it and make it a little exactly. more gruesome and them saying like nah. but i um, do love the fact that they're like oh well what about the money boss yeah. he's like launder it yeah <laughs> like it's my second fa this, second favorite sanchez line yeah <laughs> watch that fucking goo off of it dude it's also we a, do find out before that 
that Pam was actually speaking to Heller because yes. when she was oh, yeah. meeting with Felix earlier, he gave her a letter that was going to basically right. go to Heller to to let him know that if he handed over these striker yeah. or the, the basically cruise missiles, stinger Be- missiles, yeah, stinger, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, what we learn is that like beyond like the drug, I mean like Sanchez, like he yeah, he's a drug kingpin, but like probably I'm assuming this would be like reality, but definitely in movies like. They're rarely limited to that. Now he's in arm, you know, he's he he's at least amassing some arms that would make him, you know, yeah. more of a threat. So he's got these stinger missiles. Yeah. Um, and, and so he he actually at the time agreed. Yeah, I because basically they said they would give him um, uh, immunity. What is the word? immunity if he's able to hand over the, the stinger missiles and um but and then Bond, that whole explosion happened. Yeah, Bond fucked and it up. Nervous, yeah, it totally messed up the entire plan. So right, Pam so was pissed. so basically, in that night, like he he screwed the Hong Kong PD, the British guy, and Pan, like, and the CIA. Essentially, like Bond yeah. really like. And again, for a, a you know, there's always little minor setbacks for Bond's plan, but like in the movies, on the whole, like he very rarely like has that much collateral damage. You yeah. know. And yeah, um, it's rough, it, but I think a lot of it is because he's emotionally driven in this one. Exactly, so when that's the whole point, mistakes. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and he's not looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, it's he just he the way he, it works. he wants Sanchez for a very specific reason. It's not, you know, it's very it's yeah, it's a very self, it's a personal, very personal reason, and, and I think that's why he is he there. You're right. There's that's why there's collateral damage because he's kind of going at this in a very messy way. Yeah. Um, the the like Shang Tsung had been working on this for years. To yeah, make it, to make do it in a legal way, right? And uh, Bond yeah, coming they, in and just fucking yeah, because yes, yeah, because yeah, for for his perspective, <laughs> like he was finally going to see where the drugs, you know, because there's clearly like the other thing is like Sanchez has some kind of um, process, like he's been able to ev- uh, evade any kind of detection yeah. from customs, and nobody knows where how he comes it. from, yeah. right? So and that and, was the and, whole thing. And the whole point about like, you know, Shang Tsu like getting like the idea like getting to go tour the facility was this was gonna be his like clincher moment. Like, okay, now I got it. Like Yep. So Perfect. yeah, he was right at that so, point. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so Bonds has been messing shit up. He yeah. ends up he gets back after all that happens to to Kress, he gets back over to Sanchez's place and he, he him and Sanchez go back and forth dude. a little bit. Sanchez, Sanchez loves him at this point. Yeah, he's like, dude, he hell threw yeah. money at him in his bed. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Here like, you go. Here's like, like, you're fuck, right. That looked like fifty thousand dollars or yeah, something like that. It was yeah. It was a shitload of money. Um and he uh, tells him, "I got. I'm going to take you somewhere special tomorrow. Just be ready." Blah blah blah. And then Kitana comes in. Well, and- Bond in that moment though, because he because when he throws the money to him, Sanchez goes, "Yeah, I got. You know, you were right. I got the guy that was betraying me." And Bond quickly does the, oh, just one. Yeah, there could have been more. Because like, now he knows about Heller. Yeah. So he's already playing that. Like he's already trying to plant more seeds. Because he basically like covers himself because he goes do you think one guy was gonna had the balls to like go against you yeah there was definitely more and sanchez like gets that look like like oh yeah you're right like he so bond has got him like just he's trusting him full way man yeah and um so then him and kitana they she tries to tell him like let's just get out of here let's just go and it doesn't really happen but they end up doing it and then kitana heads to the hotel to let them know that she's uh (laughs) 
Well, she technically so, only goes to to let her to actually to speak to Pamela. Like, hey, he's got to get out of here. They're right. She, take him she, somewhere. Yeah. Dangerous. She. Yeah. So she she goes. Oh, so I. What we should say is they hooked up. They hooked night, up. Yeah, they had sex. Which is the other really again. In a normal Bond movie, like I feel like that would go, that would pass without any kind of, you know, you, I wouldn't think twice about it. But like again, in this movie, it felt very like off. Yeah, I mean, well, it is Katana, but I mean, right, I no, get it. no, I, get I mean, it. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, he, let, he's let's only human, it, let, right? Let's put it this way: like I, I get <laughs> why physically you would want to, but like, um, you know, this wasn't like a case where like there was, you know. They Bond hadn't really worked together too much, like a little was, bit. But. He didn't, or he wasn't playing her for something. You know what I yeah, mean? Like it wasn't it was just pure. What he does know is she's horribly abused by this man. Oh, did you say horny? <laughs> she's that too. <laughs> she's horribly <laughs> abused. abused. Yes, yes, it's... yes, yes. She is. She's a. She's definitely been so, victimized. Right. Yes. So you feel like it's just like again, in you know, it's it's that moment where you go like. I wish they, I mean, and again, I get it. They need it because so, as you said, when she goes to the hotel room, she's like a woman in love. Yeah, she is. Which, um, this is such a poorly acted scene on her part. It's rough. The, uh, I love James. Like, it's like, and it, it's so like, in the way she's talking about it, like, you're like, how old is she? Like, she really, really feels like. And again, maybe it's intentional, although um, the bit of trivia about that, uh, I can't remember her name, but that that gap between this movie and her popping back up in that Mortal Kombat, was it Annihilation? Was she yeah. One? Um, oh, she was in both. She was in, oh, both. She was in both. Okay. Um, she went and studied acting because she was embarrassed at seeing herself in this movie and her performance. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like she did better in that, especially that first yeah. Mortal Kombat movie. I mean, because she's good. She's she seems things very um, raw talent. Yeah. Like, she's she's very, very pretty. She's She definitely she, captures the camera. But, yeah, there's moments where she seems almost too innocent for yeah. a girl that's with a giant kingpin gangster right. guy. Right. And, 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 you know, it kind of – it worked when she was definitely more like um, – at his mercy like you know like when yeah. she was more but like the you know when but once she had to go out of that range like that that scene like things just there, got rough there, there's supposed to be some weight to that because it's supposed to be the moment that pam's like oh like bond has like like he slept with me and then he slept with her you know it's, yeah. it's supposed to be that and but like she, that whole scene comes off more she um, she sounds like she's like a girl with her first crush yeah yeah she does and i think that's why pam is even like not taking it crazy serious but also is like like yeah kind of annoyed and pissed off by it too she's yeah like, oh he just slept with her because she's cute and right she's it, obviously you know she's yeah. saying she's in love with him but she's insane like what's wrong with her in the middle of the, <laughs> in the middle of like uh pam and lupe or uh Katana talking um Q does the best eye roll because he totally has had to deal yeah, with this before. He's dealt with that, and so so after Katana leaves, Q does tell him, like, yeah. "Cheer up, you know, yeah. we we agents have to do what we have to do to get you know to our objectives." And Pam just goes, "Bullshit!" Yeah, yeah she's <laughs> she yeah, bullshit. she's not having it. Like, oh, that's so good, man. Um, yeah. So then uh, we're an hour and forty two minutes into this movie, and we get to see an old British guy disguised as a Latino guy sweeping. <laughs> 
So, so you noticed that part, huh? <laughs> that was hilarious, man. It was pretty good. I was like, holy shit, that's cute. Look at him. And uh, he's got a broom that turns into a giant ass uh, walkie-talkie, baby. Yeah, he casually disregard it. Like, just <laughs> yeah, he just, I'm like, dude, what if someone found that? They'd be like, what the hell is this? Technology? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that's still attached to something. Like, <laughs> I'm assuming that's like a private broad frequency oh, that... <laughs> that shit made me laugh so hard that oh, he just nonchalantly just throws Th- it that's down one of those like uh gifts that you really wish someone would make is yeah. De- desmond llewellyn old british dude <laughs> like sweeping like you just... oh so but, good oh it would have been funny if he tried to do a, <laughs> a mexican accent oh no something. yeah <laughs> watch out man you know what oh like if he <laughs> It would have been so messed up, but also hilarious. That's the thing. It's like you you have to you again. You have those moments where you have to go like, okay, it's going to be hilarious. Does it outweigh how wrong it would be? I <laughs> yeah, can't <exactly>. tell. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's always a thin line. <laughs> but, but oh yeah, but but man, it's a good visual gag though, because yep. it's also like, what kind of lookout is he really being? I know. I don't know. He's just letting him know. Well, he's letting Pam know, right? Yeah that uh oh yeah yeah but they're on the move move. but like he didn't need to disguise for that no but it's like no one knows who he is they were like no one's chuckled in a bit let's just have cute dress that's exactly what it was like you really do feel like that was like a show cue with a gadget and get a laugh because because dude they're right by a casino like there's tourists there he didn't need a disguise yeah actually the disguise would make him stand out more (laughs) because people would be like why is that old british dude yeah (laughs) sweeping a street with a whisk broom (laughs) (laughs) so the rest of this whole part is just them touring the yeah we're in the we're in the the set the the big basically the climax now it's a uh, pretty dope. Um, the the place where he has this whole place, um, you know, where Wayne Newton's doing his preaching, and it's a really epically giant plate like uh, set that you like. Yeah, you, you it's were talking an, about man. So it's like um, effect. I I they, I know they made up like what the culture was, but essentially it is like tricked out like aztec ruins yeah <laughs> like, yeah it looks or, you know very, like uh, it's, universal um, studio or some shit yeah, oh yeah totally like it <laughs> so it, it, it's it's meant to be like oh we built it from like this historical site but it's you know it looks like legends of the hidden temple like, yeah yeah it's, it it's looks all like very like <laughs> yeah it looks like a crash bandicoot level <laughs> <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah 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 yeah. Um, uh, but either way, it's super dope, though, just in how epic it looks. And, and this um... is when Wayne Newton shows up for a little bit while longer and proves that he's got some hilarious um, – he, oh, he's he got comedy so chops. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pam he, uses the excuse of being uh, – From, to like, get into the facility. Yeah, she's from Idaho, and she has a – man, she's holding oh, a bag. cash. Fucking, like, overfilling with money. So they're like, oh, shit, yeah, go ahead and come on through. You can talk to him. You can meet him. Yeah, he wants to, um, he, he's going to uh, meet, uh, they'll talk in their private, in his oh, private yeah. sanctuary, and it's his bedroom. Yeah, he's like, Let me, let's talk to my, this is where I meditate. It is just a, di- a satin-covered bed. It is a cave that is somehow, a, like, pimped out. Like, I don't yeah. know how to describe it. And he's been hawking a book throughout this that he wrote. Um, oh, yeah. Like, and above his headboard is a framed copy, a framed cover art of his own book. 
Yeah. And I don't know, but that makes me laugh so much. <laughs> like, like this dude's book. Like, it's so ridiculous. And uh, she starts kind of flirting with them, and then she busts out her gun. And he's like, damn, like, what the hell's going on? And I, this is another reason why I feel like, because he just sort of goes with it. He's just like, okay, like, all yeah, right. He, he's kind of just along for the ride. Yeah, like, he is. Um, and so she gets out of there. Oh, the best line about, like, why. Like it's like when when he says like let's we'll, we'll go talk in my uh, private sanctuary and then when they cut to inside and he's guiding her in he goes I had it soundproofed <laughs> like, oh that's right he does say line. that oh god Ugh. I know but it's so perfect Ugh. though like it is just like yes of course <laughs> of course you had it soundproofed and just and every line he says feels even more squirmy just yeah. because of the mustache when it's the nicer the nicer he is like he says bless Ugh. your heart. It's, a couple it times. feels so gross. And it I don't know feels why. like you were being assaulted. Yes. Like, yeah, it's so good, though, but it's yeah, so bad. Right. Um, and, oh, and so now we're in the factory and Benicio has come through. Right. And, and now, of course, Bond is like, oh, shit. So, <laughs> no, but, th- yeah, and this is another pretty clever moment. So, like, I don't, okay, so I don't understand the science of this, but essentially they smuggle the, the, the drugs in gasoline. They've, yes. They've got a process where they, they use tanker trucks or whatever and um they can get the cocaine into like into the gasoline and then they can reverse the process once exactly. so so while they're touring this factory at a certain point they basically need like mat like and i masks that we are now currently very familiar with yes um basically like they're it's like covid cocaine um and yeah exactly <laughs> so, so Everyone's wearing a mask for most of this tour, and Bond sees Benicio, who, of course, they saw each other face-to-face and fought. Yeah. Um, And then there's a good tense moment where they're, like, safely out of, like, the production area, and the guy goes, now you can take off your masks, and everyone else on the tour does, and Benicio's been eyeing Bond, like, because obviously, you know, he's... He's not, a recognizable. He's, even re- with he's the recognized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then he gets, stands out even more because Bond's like the only one that doesn't take off the mask. Yeah, and and he, and he goes up to the front. He kind of passes Benicio, and he goes kind of closer up to the front. And I think he eventually does take it off. He but does, just sort of like making sure the back of his head is facing. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to position himself. Like, but it uh, doesn't work. But, but that's a that's a <laughs> cool, clever moment. Like, yeah, because. I've been in that situation too with I see a, a where I saw I thought I saw my ex girlfriend at a Target. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. You know what? Masks make things super weird in that way. Like because oh yeah, n- nowadays like there are times where like I'll be somewhere and either someone will be like looking at me like just a little too long, or you know I catch myself doing the same thing because I'm trying to figure out like I swear I know this person, yeah, but I do not have like. <laughs> you know quite enough to like pinpoint it yeah and there's weird. no way to get out of that that's not just like yeah oh and i actually do have here in my notes that benicio is just staring at bond like a damn lion dude just like looking at a gazelle like yeah. just terrifying yeah and um this and so is then one of the creepiest moments for him because like yeah he he's it's just rough. trained on him yeah man he's ready to kill and so he he puts his gun to Bond's back and he says, "Don't do anything yet." He's like, "Just, just stay there." Yeah. And then they're doing like a—they're trying to do an example. I think they're trying to show how they reverse 
yeah, yeah. gas the fuel into back into the cocaine. Because Sanchez makes the joke then, like, like yeah, and you get to keep the gasoline as, like, a bonus. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, you know. <laughs> Which means that basically shorthand for saying the gas is real and it's flammable. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's going to come in handy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> does something accidentally get on fire or does he purposefully put something on um, fire? Because something goes on fire. Yeah. No, I think Bond like a, basically, like. It's one of the beakers or something. Yeah. I, I think that there was going to be, like, kind of a reaction from whatever fake science they're doing. And yeah, Bond used it, that moment to, like, grab it and, like. He throws it. Yeah. He basically, like, si- he, he arm swipe, you know, like, swipes it with his arm while it's like ignited so that yeah. way it just will like um, it's intense and it's kind of risky too i mean he's it's just super grabbing risky chemistry yeah. set basically he doesn't know what and he throws it against the wall yeah and um of course he, catches fire like crazy and there's a really cool like um this is basically one of those moments where it's like the director is he he's good and he's paying attention because like um again this whole time sanchez is like enamored with bond like Bond is his like his go-to guy, protege. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 there's one cutaway where it's like, um, right as Benicio goes up to Bond, and like they're clearly too close, and like it's tense, and you get a shot of Sanchez looking at the two of them, like, mm, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. And then you see like it dawn on sanchez once bond does it and then like benicio and him are like fight like there's a moment a cut to like sanchez's face and it's it's a it's a good like we are really tracking where the characters are and like who knows what when which exactly you know like again usually in action movies like i don't know if that i i if that happens a lot like i feel like you lose track of people a lot yeah and in this case it's like they've really put the pieces in place where it's like you know who knows what when like and and yeah. and and i and i, I it, it's an it's a nice little attention to detail that i that i appreciated hell yeah and so sanchez is pissed off and so is benicio they throw they throw bond on a <laughs> conveyor belt just old school i yeah, feel it, like that's just old school action movie it's basically just chewing up bricks of cocaine to yeah, like it's the break thing it down that, into the gas yeah that's the thing and it's pretty hardcore and so they have him handcuffed to it um or they have him handcuffed yeah, so yeah he keeps he's holding on to the railing on the side yeah trying to negotiate with them basically like come on man you don't want to do this blah 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 the only time he stops is when he mentions the stingers yeah which makes um sanchez freak out like oh shit i should go check on those because that's been his secret too like no like that's not something he's talked to bond about like because that stuff once you get into weapons stuff fuck the drugs i mean you'll you'll be fine like you're gonna make even more money than you ever thought you could right um so that's even more important to him and so he goes and he checks up on on Heller, and I think he leaves Benicio with yeah with, he uh, Bond yeah yes to to basically finish him off because because at this point like on the conveyor belt like um, Sanchez has been like kicking Bond's hand yeah he's to make that, him, been like, making he, him let go and he's like but just like go down, but bitch. it kind of toying with him still like entertaining the conversation yeah. once he turns it over to Benicio like Benicio's not gonna like, have it it's like, time for you to die bitch. dude he yeah he. Like, I think Benicio would, like, slow down the blades, like, on the grinder, like, if he <laughs> just could. Halfway. Just Just to exactly. make sure that, like, because he's going to enjoy this, like. Yeah. So they, uh, so then Pam arrives around that same time. Yeah. And, um, and also Bond got caught. He was about to fall through, but his little plastic restraints got caught. Yeah, it's the handcuffs. Yeah. They, yeah. They, little... He hangs himself, essentially. Yeah. Like. 
And so Benicio jumps on the conveyor belt and he's trying to cut the thing off, but Pam yeah. comes through and he looks at her like, Dude. Oh, something else to play with. It's so creepy. Doesn't he say, like, you're dead? Or yeah, he goes, just... he goes, ha, ha, you're dead. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> oh, that, that it's a haunting look on his face. Yeah, dude, it is, man. Um, he falls back. Yeah, she shoots him. She shoots him, and he falls back, and then Bond is able to grab his foot. And homie just gets, yeah. Jesus, it is just rough. And it's red dust, coke, and Del Toro, oh, just God. like, <laughs> and it's the fact that like I, it's also kind of sad because you it was really obvious that him and Sanchez were really close, like almost related. It seemed. Well, I I because he calls out for Sanchez, but it's almost like in a like if I were calling on my brother or something. Well, you know? see, I wonder because there was a moment where like Sanchez kind of like half hugs him and like I think kind of kisses him on the yeah, forehead. I was like, is it yeah. is his son? Maybe. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, they He's don't because I know it's you know Franz Sanchez and then Dario. Like I know yeah. d- that that was the only. I don't but think Dario doesn't have last a name. last name. Yeah. So I yeah I was like maybe it's his son because it's like, yeah. But yeah, pretty no, close. It, yeah, it's a weird like, a weird like dynamic. Sudden, suddenly human moment. In yeah, this, like, he's like oh death. shit, like damn, he's gone, dude. The dude's dead. Yeah, I mean, but it is, <laughs> and it's a slow. <laughs> it's got to be a slow death because I mean that's just like foot first, just yep. oh get crushed, and then so then uh, Sanchez heads out. To get the stingers, he sees Colonel Heller. Yeah. Heller's like trying to make up some bullshit. Like, oh, I was just trying to make sure they were. Yeah, secure. I was just, I was just making sure they're fine. Yep. And now Bond and Pam are stuck in the factory that's freaking burning down, and they that actually air sort has of to get be as, like toxic. As oh no, be. shit! And uh, they sort of get rescued by Heller because uh, he he gets stabbed by a forklift and he runs right into the building. Because suddenly, it's a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah, For one like, split second, shit. I was like, Gee, like. <laughs> He crashes through the wall, like, yeah, impaled, like, on the forklift. Dude, it is hardcore, man. I was like, damn. And I think Bond makes a joke here, but I don't remember what he uh, says. No, uh, he does. He says he uh, looks like he came to a dead end. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was like, the one joke he makes, and it's, like, a, one of the darkest moments. <laughs> I know. It's, it's just, like. <laughs> so random. It's probably the perfect time for, like, Dalton's Bond to make a joke. Exactly. Right? Like, it, it, would ne- it will never be, like, uh, the, you know. Uh, pussy galore, like yeah, joke. This it's gonna, it's gonna be like that man is died horrifically, impaled, and crashed through a wall. Yeah, I'm gonna make a joke about this. Makes sense. <laughs> so they get out, they go to a golf cart. And Wayne Newton's trying to run with Dude, his money is... with all the other workers, and man, Pam just snags it yeah, from she him. She purse snatches the money. Purse back. snatches them, and then all Wayne says, "It goes bless your heart." He's, like, so happy that it happened. <laughs> I didn't know. I, didn't, I was so confused by all that. I, uh, I guess he was just glad that he didn't die from her. Right, yeah. He's uh, just... I think he's... It's like you feel like he bought into his own bullshit. Like, whatever yeah. it is, like, he was... He's cult leader status. Like, dude, insane. It was, it was hilarious, though. And that's that's a wrap on Wayne Newton. That's he, a wrap on Wayne I mean, Newton. I mean, he's... Again, he's, He doesn't die. He doesn't he's die. He's... He, you know, but, like, it's such a... It is such a great, <laughs> weird character that populates yeah. this movie. And so the rest of this, I yeah. wish it was a little shorter, but it's basically, and we're at two and a half hours, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's basically so, a trucker chase scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty we're, epic, though. I mean, lots of dope-ass so explosions. One of the awesome things to know about watching this scene is that John Glenn, the director, did not believe in using miniatures. Oh, wow. So this was all this practical. All, damn. Yeah. 
That and, is intense. Um, one of the best. Yeah. So I mean, it's a lot of back and forth. So there's the, it starts out with four trucks, um, which is full of gasoline and cocaine. Yeah. And and through process of elimination, like Bond is kind of orchestrating them. Slowly, we do them see out. that uh, Cheech Marin drives one of the trucks. Oh um, yeah, I thought it kind of looked like um, Mexican Super Mario because he's got overalls, too, and yeah, a red hat. I was like, hey, when look at dude. When they cut to that guy, and I think are they playing La Bamba in the truck when they like? It's it's that's not La Bamba, but it's off brand, like off brand La Bamba. It was it was close enough because you know you got to think of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Was around that time. It was. Oh, I, that <laughs> cut to that guy. Like that should have been. It, it would have been great if it was Q. <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been funny. But he like, just takes a mask off. But yeah, I mean, it's really cool, man. It, I do like it. I, it it's, it's a great amazing. set piece. I mean, there's not like, it's really cool practical effects. Like again, and the main thing you know here is you know Bond is progressively getting to where sanchez is um yeah sanchez is he but he's um making sanchez do increasingly desperate things so he's using the stinger missiles he's he's and um, maybe the coolest part in this whole thing is where he is using the stinger missile and bond somehow manages to get the 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 18 wheeler to go onto just one side of the wheel and yep, dodge yep. the missile yep and then it hits Super Mario's truck, and Super Mario goes, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, 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 He shrunk and... Yeah, yeah, he just shrunk. He turned into a smaller version of himself. He took the hit. But yeah, dude, that was yeah. that was pretty amazing. And again, those are those wow. things where you go, like, practical effects. Yeah. Jesus, just like... Good shit, man. Yeah. Like, you and, can really feel the explosions. Like, every yeah. explosion felt that shook the ground, man. And it's cool because, like, you know, because we're talking big tanker trucks, you know, like, we're not talking, like, a high-speed chase. So, like, speed is, you know, not really the no, thing here. because they're, it, like, it, on a cliff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more like... Yeah, they're, like, this, in a mountain. This is definitely, like... the The emphasis here is not, like, on, again, weird, like... Yeah, fast turns. This is like an intensity thing where it's yeah. like, um, and uh, the whole time, like as Bond's progressively like getting to Sanchez, uh, Alex Keaton is flipping out about all the money that's wasted, and so Sanchez kills him. Yeah, he says, uh, "Well, yeah. maybe you need to get rid of some overhead." Yeah, <laughs> boom, just <laughs> shoots his ass. And, and and Sanchez like this whole time is like whatever it's only money like you yeah know, at this basically... point things are so far gone it's like now I just really want to kill this Bond guy yeah and I think he's probably <laughs> he's probably just confident enough that he's like whatever like I built it before yeah like can do it know. again yeah um and eventually like yeah they get a little like machete fight <laughs> like or I don't know what Sanchez has but yeah like... he's got a yeah he's got a machete like and... they they're fighting in the back of one of the trucks yeah um, and it's Sanchez a... noticeably gets very soaked in some a lot of that fuel yeah they crash <laughs> yeah yep they, they the the last tanker they they it goes off a cliff uh or off a hill and rolls and they both are flown from it um and you know Bond which is, by like, the slung. way dude yeah. that's intense like, yeah they're lucky they didn't die yeah and but they're both really messed up they're like, they are. crawling this, on the floor messed up yeah this, and this is another one of those nice things where it's like you see the beating bond took like it was not like this was not an easily one oh, like i think he, you know it's like he only won because like the thing crashed like he, i you kind of feel like 
had it gone a little bit further, Sanchez with that machete, I don't think Bond would have necessarily won that fight. Yeah, like, it was close. But um, but we we get our plant and payoff. Like, yeah, because we well, Sanchez gets the the move on him because Bond is just barely getting up, and Sanchez gets him, throws him against a rock that's there, and uh, it's it's it, and you almost see a little bit of pain in, his, yeah, in yeah. Sanchez's eyes because he's like damn he's, man you could have had it all dude yeah you it's could, disbelief it's like yeah. why would you do this to me because he says you could have had everything and he's about to like strike him and Bond gets the don't you want to know why like and it's in Sanchez pauses and we get we see that beautiful shiny silver lighter has uh Felix and his wife's name on there and to him yep and uh click boom. click boom <laughs> dude it's just like sanchez is gone like there's just, nothing left of that dude yeah he lights on fire so damn fast Woo-wee. and he basically falls into the rest of the tanker and yeah takes the whole <laughs> and thing. of course one more you just have to have one more giant explosion and it's like bond, bond is like running from an explosion the way you think of in action movies but in this case you have to think like that was a human being oh no that, yeah like, he needed to get the fuck out of there in real right. life like because like, like, you'll feel that like sanchez is i don't think dna is left oh like, no he has become one with the, the wind he's yeah. just g- gone i mean just so and I like mean, you said this is the, the very part where you see bond take a breath yes and you that's, just see him like crumple, like yeah. he's like, "Oh God, I yeah, his, okay, it's his over." Victory, <laughs> his victory does not. It doesn't feel, yeah, yeah. It's because it, he's he not kinda, happy. He kind of slumps against the rock and he yeah. sighs, and it's just like, like and oh, you God. see that he has this moment of like, "I did it, like I I won," but like, what the you know? Look like, at all it, the costs of all that. Yeah, and it's uh, a lot, man. It was. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, it's funny because I'm looking at the literally the second to last note I have written is a quiet and vulnerable moment for James after the explosion. Because it's yeah, a weird, he like, anything. yeah, he, there's no, because he only leaves and then Pam rolls up on like the, the big uh, rig. Yeah, the big rig without one of the tankers. And then, yeah. you know. And they take off from the scene. And then we get our little, like, quick wrap-up, which, you know, makes it a happy ending. Um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, you get, I mean, you got to love a guy that can just um, make out with a chick at a party and then still manage again, to get the other girl. It's another weird thing, right? Because like, Kitana goes up to him and is like, come on. You know well, what she's this? got Look the iguana now. Yeah, she got the necklace. Uh, but she she's the, the necklace got it. <laughs> but now, so now it's a bracelet. Because she hated it before. <laughs> And he said, yes. and she said, like, oh, I'm growing to like it, you know. Yeah, and it's you know, yeah. Um, I got this damn diamond necklace. And it, um, you know, it again, it's a, it's another kind of almost like two kiss thing. It's like she kisses him first, and it's like, yeah. I feel like if they cut it at that point, you get it, right? Like he yeah. kind of was taken by surprise, but he kind of returns it. He and, does. I mean, I think he definitely had some kind of feeling conf- for her. Yeah, but he was conflicted, but I think when he saw Pam's face and he saw her walk away. There was definitely something in him that was, no, this is, what am I doing? I'm a right. freaking idiot. I get it. She's Katana. She's gorgeous. Right. But I need to be with Pam. So he decides to just jump off the balcony. Off the something balcony. very non-James Bond. You know, Dude, he doesn't it feels just, like a, doesn't it kind of feel like a Hugh Grant ending? Like, it like, feels or, you know, a kind little of like a, like a big, too sweet. Y- yes. A little yeah. too sweet. But it, Although, you know, you know um, there's kind of a... 
um, a, a little bit of a reason. Um, so yeah, he he chooses. Uh, he kind of sets uh, on his way off the balcony. He kind of sets up Katana with the El Presidente. <laughs> yes, he sets up Katana with the <laughs> El Presidente. Here, one, have a wonderful life with him. You'll be all right. Right? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Like. Maybe he's got power now. I don't know. Sanchez is gone. Uh, um, yeah, and then they just, you know, he pulls Pam in the pool and the credits roll over. Um, yeah. Them. And now, I, so, they, you know, obviously the intent, I believe, was always to, you know, continue on with Dalton in the franchise and not take the break they did from this to when, to GoldenEye. Yeah. Um, and there was talk that, um, again, with Dalton's kind of insistence of the way that Bond was, you know, less of a womanizer and more that like, and the reason why Pam was written the way she was is she was supposed to continue on in the series. Oh, okay. I see that. So he was making a like proactive a... choice. Yeah. And especially with Felix sidelined. You know, like he's alive. We did, see, you know, obviously we know that, and, and you know yeah. he was seemingly in decent spirits, yada, you know. But like, so like he was going to need this contact in the CIA, you know, like just kind of part of the formula. So the idea was that she would continue on as a love interest. Um, okay. Which probably goes a long way to explain why maybe they didn't weren't quick to like greenlight another one is because maybe they started feeling like all right dalton like you're uh you're changing things up a little too much here now yeah like um but that i think it could have been something interesting i mean i mean they I do have a good been... they had a pretty good chemistry and she was really fun to, to see right. on screen and and one uh, of the things yeah. that i have to say like is you know since they didn't go that direction like obviously like mm -hmm. in a weird way this does like if you know if you it's all one series except, you know, kind of for the Daniel Craig ones, which were a restart, but like you could like really section this one off, like section the Dalton era off and yeah. say like, this was kind of like a full circle, happy ending. Like, cause yeah. you know, he kind of, you know, was not at all going to like when Della threw that garter, like it was like, Nope. And it's yeah. like, in the, you know, so in a all way, a like you kind of almost like the, it, it, it's weird that it worked out that like this was the last one for a while because it almost does feel like an intentional ending. Yeah. Um, no, I think yeah, I guess it did kind of because I could see it both ways. Like yeah, it feels like a nice little, tied it up with a bow, and you know he finally decided to open himself up to to love. Mm -hmm. Or you know I could have also seen it if they continued um, having her um, in future Bond movies. But yeah, either way. Had a great time with it. And as yeah. you all know, I do like to do a quick impression with some of the movies that oh. I cover. And this is a little uh, part of the show that I like to call Quick Impressions. Quick Impressions. Hey, don't worry. We, we gave her a nice honeymoon. <laughs> I knew I it. I had to do it. I had I knew to. It. It's I, the I, darkest impression it's, it's, I've had to do. I know, I know. I I was so it was that one. That was my. I was like, but maybe, maybe he won't because of the context. Because of the context, <laughs> I couldn't help it though. It was but, too ridiculous. You know, it, it is such a well-delivered line because oh, it, it it was that, or I thought like maybe the like you're only president 
for life. Just yeah, like that. that was the like, other one I was thinking of too. Yeah, there yeah, was a few. I had two or three, but that one was so crazy. I'm gonna try to see if I can get a clip of it just so you could hear how yeah, crazy you, he sounds. Yeah, he totally. Um, I mean, like he is. Like you he, think I sound like uh, you know kind of animated about it, but he is pretty animated about it for a guy that really hasn't uh, shown any sense of dude. anything other than being like a quiet scary person <laughs> yeah, he's like five lines in the movie and every yeah. one of them y- 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 again you're like this guy's gonna peel yeah. my skin off yeah needless to say you can see why he has a career still yeah and totally. why he is benicio del toro like everyone knows him and he it, is really good and it should be said that like again i mean i know i uh, the um katana like you know setting her aside because even she kind of it says that like yeah she didn't she really, little, you know, yeah like learning. everyone else in this movie like top it, notch yeah like davi like and again the the knock against this movie for a long time was like well, okay yeah great it's james bond up against a drug dealer it's like but davi still he, he brought a bond villain energy to it like it's yeah. again yeah it's not from a hollowed out volcano it's not shooting lasers into space but like he he brought everything else to it that like and and i think he did such a good job and like and i love seeing him get torched well <laughs> i probably don't even really have to ask yeah matt but what is your rating for this movie so can i call it a newton no um <laughs> adam's family values baby <laughs> yes can i oh yes um no it's the best one it's yeah, uh full so full manchu. Manchu, yeah like i the full fu manchu honestly like i i think this time i came away like i think this is my favorite james bond movie like i i think it's um i you know the series like any series has so many ups and downs and like there's different reasons to like different ones and i think for a long time this one was the one that i felt like i had to make excuses for for or like really go out of my way to say like this is why i like it or like this is why you should like it you know kind of that movie and this time around especially like i'm like dude there's no i don't need to make excuses for this like this is a good like i love this one like i i and it's really cool to see bond just pissed off and like yes so yeah full full Manchu. i love it i um also give it a full Fu Manchu recommendation. I had a jolly good time with it and I am not one and maybe that's why I never really got too deep into the Bond movies was when I had a younger age I was never really into like a lot of espionage type um, spy type films but I think I think maybe I'm now at the time in my life where maybe I need to start catching up on all these different movies that are out there because I know there's a lot of really good Bond films and other type of movies that are like mm-hmm. that. So I give this a full Fu Manchu. It has it has that 80s flair of oh, just yeah, crazy it's... explosions and lines, the clothes. Yeah, you won't mistake this for like a movie from any other era. Like Yeah, it's, for it's... being an 89 movie, it's still it's holding on tight. To oh, the yeah. 80s. For an 89 movie, it's really 85. Like, it yeah. Is, like, <laughs> it's so good. You know, but yeah, it's, you know, it, but as a time capsule, it, it works there as a action movie. It works as a, you know, still yeah. works. Yeah. It, I loved it, man. Uh, thanks for bringing the movie to yeah, the podcast, Dio. Thank you for the opportunity. So, um, do you have anything coming up that you would like uh, the listeners to know about? Um, so, I, I've recorded a couple mini bins for okay. the grind bin, grind uh, so bin? for the Patreons there. Um, 
we talked about a Walker Texas Ranger and, uh, <laughs> nice. and uh, a show I brought to it called Nightman, which was a comic book uh, show uh, from the uh, 90s. Um, wow. Those were some... I, I, I don't know when they're going to be released. We recorded them about a, a few weeks ago at the time of this recording, and uh, I can't wait. Like Those things were absurd. Um, nice. So, you know, um, otherwise there's a... Um, I, a show called The End is Nigh. It's a podcast. Um, yeah. Um, it's a bright and sunny look at the end of the world. So it's kind of cur- a current events show uh, where you look at the week's news and figure out why it's a sign that the uh, ends, end times are upon us. Um, and I uh, was on there <laughs> talking about bit. the Snyder Cut uh, and why uh, <laughs> why the Snyder Cut uh, is a sign of the apocalypse. Um, That's awesome. So I, um, that, um, and then, um, otherwise just, uh, I'm on Twitter at Matt begins. Um, I've got comic books coming out, but all of them are still in varying stages of production. So, all right, well, keep us posted on that, man. And I definitely definitely share that out on social media, of course, too. Um, you can uh, hear my dumb voice and more of my, um, uh, opinions on uh, also on the 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 grind bin patreon um, they recently released an episode where we covered a 90s um, kind of spoof uh, power rangers uh, show called uh, tattooed teenager tattooed teenage alien fighters from beverly hills um that, it's a very a cultured show <laughs> very cultured oh hey, show. hey um, you know what um hey quick question uh, what about uh, Kong doing sign? Wait, no, Godzilla doing sign <laughs> language. Wait, no. uh, hold on, hold on. I can I can deliver it better. I can deliver it. No, I can't because uh, it's not a good joke. Know what he's talking about? <laughs> yeah, listen to that episode. Uh, just join the Patreon. It's like like five bucks or something like that. Uh, it's two dollars a month. And then and honestly, if you subscribe for that particular episode and and grown as much um i think tim yobo will pay you your two dollars oh yeah 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 tim will just don't accept you. a check yeah no he'll, checks he'll paypal you or something but uh yeah thanks matt so much for Thank being you. a part of the show loved Thank it you. until next time um wayne newton <laughs> Thank you to all the mustachiosos out there supporting the show. Interact with the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and now Discord. Just click on the link in the show notes. If you really love the show, visit the shop on Bonfire and get yourself a t-shirt. Mustachio Podcastio is the weird uncle of the Podmoth Media Network.